believe it can you believe it you'll believe what was it again you'll believe that a elf can fly I can't even remember what that thing was I don't know was Peter Pan an elf no I don't think so right Mike never mind you don't know was Peter Pan an elf no Sprite think he was a sprite. Okay. Don't send the, the cards and letters to me. Send them to Mike. It's the best show. How's everybody doing tonight? We are in the first days of October of 2017. How's that going for you? Fun time, right? Everybody having a good time? Yeah. Well, these are the times that we all come together and we can all put some ice bags on our heads and cool down for a little bit and take a break. So take a break. Sit back, relax, drink some tap water, depending on where you live. You might not have any where you live. Oh, see, now I'm talking about bad things again. Sit back, relax, help yourself to a uh, the snack of your choice. Like what? What do you like to eat? Mounds bars? Yeah, don't go too heavy on them, though. Seriously. We got me. We got AP Mike. We got Dudio. And later in the show, we're going to have Rebecca Sugar. You know her from Steven Universe. From Steven Universe. It sound like she's in the cast of it. She is it! But that's later in the show. Right now, I tell you the phone number is 201-332-3484. That's the number. If you want to call and be a part of the best show, that's the number you call. Talk to Mike, no Pat this week. So Dudio's doing double time. I heard him say to Mike, no bad calls though this week. What are you? You a bully? You a playground bully? No bad, I just want a good show. No bad calls this week. I tell you, what are you bringing to the table, Dudio? You and Mike. Then now I'm feeding Mike to be. This is, this is the crew. These are the two that don't like each other. Pat is like a buffer between the two of these guys. We got fire and ice going out there right now. This is literally you thought, you thought when you went to the movie theater and saw Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, you thought that was the most exciting fireworks display of. Well, no, you should watch Dudio versus AP Mike: Dawn of Stupidity. It's the best show.
up, everybody? Hi. It's me, Tom. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? Stop. Mike answers, yeah. Even worse. Studio. I tell you. Might be time. Might be time. Clean house. Right? Just one of them. Look, Pat can stay. Pat gets along with everybody. Mike and Dudio don't like each other. One week I'm going to bring in a watch. It's going to have one of your names engraved on the back of it. It's going to say, To blank. Thanks for your service. Best wishes, the best show. And it'll say all that stuff only if, like, the engraving isn't that expensive. Like, it might be shorter than that. Might just say THX BSTSW. And then I'll, like, write in, like, pen your name. But that's who you'll find out. That's who's going to find out who gets canned. If your name's on the watch. Would you guys like that idea? Oh, it's going to be a very expensive watch. What do you think, Mike? I'll get it on the way here. I'll get it. I'll pick it up at the vape shop. You guys have any watches? Yeah, I think we have watches from when this place used to sell watches. They'll find a box in the back. You ever see these trophy stores? Right? You man just go to a trophy store just start you know start going and start buying trophies for myself. Right? There's no nobody can stop you. Right? Just get a trophy. What's the biggest trophy you got? <laughs> this is going. Yeah, what's the biggest trophy you got? Oh boy, this one over here. Yeah, put my name on it. I'll take that one. Put my name on it. Right? What are they going to do? They're going to double check on it? No. I'm going to start doing that. Start buying trophies. So, my friends, we just heard from Mr. Heavenly. What's that you say? Mr. Heavenly. Yes, Mr. Heavenly. It's a new album called Boxing the Moonlight. And it's our friend here on the best show, Nick Thorburn. It's their latest release. The song's called Beatdown. And it's on Polyvinyl Records. And they're coming through uh, in a few weeks. Coming through. They're going to be playing live. Can't wait. And before that, Angel Olsen. Song called Unbleep the World. And I'm bleeping a word that starts with a letter after E. And before G. Keep it clean here. That's the other thing. We're trying to keep it clean. And that's on Jag Jaguar Records. Angel Olsen from her album For No Witness came out a year or two ago. 
two years ago, two or three years ago. She's got a new album coming out of uh, outtakes and whatnots. So, uh, new rule here. Look, this show's been going on for for a long time. We've kept it clean. A couple guests over the last month or so have made me think we were at Grand Central Station. Or stuck in traffic, merging to get through the Holland Tunnel. The kind of things you'd yell out the window. We've had a few guests talk like that. Guests like Andrew Dice Clay, when he called in. John Spencer. Kevin Corrigan. A few. A few, uh... But look, these are guests who come here. Hey, this dudeio. This guy. I'm effing this. I'm bleeping that. It's like, what are you showing off? <laughs> it's like, let's see, just leave. I'm fine. I'm a new finding system. Fine, Mike. I'll say this, Mike. Your thoughts are not always PG. But your language is. Dudio is infinitely more wholesome than you. But for some reason, he's he's got he's got a, a mouth like like he's uh, working on a, a loading dock, right? Like he's lo- loading fish, like haddock, or something like like swinging the net from the from the boat to the dock, or whatever they do with that. I don't know. I've seen from the movie Torn Curtain. I think that happened in that. So, uh, look, this is not a, I'm not looking for snitches. You know how I feel about snitches. But uh, right now we're going to full 1984 rules. Rat each other out. Keep tabs, reports on each other, end of show, end of show anonymous reports, full, we're going full 1984, no we're not, I don't want that, look Dudio, I love you. I love you. with the F, you gotta calm down with that. You calm down, right? I think what what it's 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 like a it's like a little kid who got uh, access to the daddy CB radio. He's saying uh, filthy things on the CB radio. Maybe I'll get a CB. That'd be cool, right? Hey, Mike, tell Dudio to look into getting a CB here one week, right? That'd be so much fun of a CB on for the whole show. Give fake reports to truckers. Yeah, I saw a plain brown rapper over on uh, Route 78. Come on. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. You got Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. 
You got... You got Mr. Bayonne here. Yeah, I saw a, a, a county mountie going down the double deuce. That would be a uh, state police car going down. Not a county. No, it would be a, uh, a sheriff's car going down Route 22. CB lingo. Boy, we're off to a hot start tonight, huh? This is one. Who's good here, Mike? And I'm like, look, this is good stuff. People like, people are just like, I like when Tom just talks. Well, you got some of it. You happy? Best show, hi. And it's live pick, oh, hi. Hi. Oh, I know who this is. This is one of my all-time favorite callers. Young man, what is your name? My name is Liam. Liam, and where are you calling from again? Don't say exactly where. What state? Chinatown. Well, Liam, Chinatown is not a state. Fine, then China. Okay. You're calling from China. Liam from mm-hmm. China. How old are you again, Liam? Eight? Fifty. Fifty. Now, come on. Come on. Give me some straight answers here, you wise guy. Okay, fine. Nine. Boy, whoa, you're in a crabbing. What happened? What happened to you tonight? Well, you didn't get your uh, Cocoa Puffs? No. Actually, yeah. Look, Liam, it's Tom. I'm your friend. Okay. We're bros, dude. Why are you talking to me that way? You, 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 you talk, I'm not your dad or your mom. You want to you wanna throw a temper tantrum with them? You do it. I'm not them. I'm the cool dude you're pals with. Right? Oh. We talk about cool stuff, right? Yeah. Like toilet cars, right? Yeah. How's your invisible friend doing? Good. What's his name again? Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. And Bobby Joe drives uh, what again? A toilet car? Yeah. How many wheels? I upgraded it. Now it has 50 gazillion. Hold on a second. You're telling me Bobby Joe upgraded his toilet car and now it has 50 gazillion wheels on it? Yes. How fast does that thing go? One mile per hour. One mile. And actually, you're, that's pretty accurate. It probably would go very slow. <laughs> 50 gazillion wheels would really slow it down. That's very, Bobby Joe, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. It's kind of like, it's kind of like waiting behind a combine. It's like waiting behind a combine. You mean like a, like a thresher? Yeah, whatever those thingy-majiggies are. That, that work in the, you mean that cut the, cut the crops down? Yeah. Yeah, so when you're stuck behind Bobby Joe in his toilet car, slow going, huh? Mm-hmm. So what else is new? What What's your favorite subject in school again, Liam? If I remember correctly, it was math. Yes. Is it still your favorite? No, science is. Science is your favorite. 
All right. What's your favorite thing about science? What do you like? To play with bugs. To play with bugs? Mm-hmm. Or pogs? And say, your teacher might need to update. Uh, no, I wouldn't like playing with dogs facilities. that much. Play with dogs? Not pugs. Pugs are really playful dogs. Pugs. Oh, P P U G S. Yes. You have a pug in your classroom? No, no. But I thought you said pugs. No, I said. All right. What were you trying to say? Don't worry about what I was trying to say, Liam. Okay. What are you trying to say? That's what matters to me, my friend. What was I trying to say? Yeah. I was trying to say about bugs. Bugs. Be, would like play with them. Now, what's your favorite bug? Bed bug? Uh, I gotta say, it has to be. Say it. Finger. Bajigger. A stinger bajinger. Yes. Yes. My favorite bug is not that. I don't think I have a favorite bug anymore. I used to like bugs when I was uh, a young boy. I don't like them anymore. Oh. Why is that? Why do adults lose interest in bugs? Oh, no. What's your, so your favorite bug is a stinger bajinger. Yes. Okay. And how big are they? They have to be, I think, with my correct calculations. Okay. Good. They Very are. scientific. Let me, wait, let me use my computer toilet. Please, check your computer. By all means, let's get this right. Okay. It says, there's 50 million gazillion billion half centimeter 50, hold on they're 50 million bazillion half centimeters there's got to be a better way of measuring them than the half okay. centimeter then it's 59,000 blah 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 okay you're a little salty tonight you're a little crabby think someone might need a timeout, right? Be no. honest. What's the longest you ever no. got sent to timeout, Liam? Uh, you ever wake up uh, in timeout? Does that consider? You ever wake up and yeah. it's the morning and your parents forgot they sent you to timeout? And you're like, oh, what? No, not home alone. I'm not a home alone kid. You're not a home alone. Okay, so you're not like the kid in home alone. No, I'm not. No. I'm a very good boy. I've you never... Look, I think you're a good guy. You sound like a good guy. You sound a little crabby tonight, though. You can admit it. It's all right. Everybody's crabby. I was crabby uh, earlier today. We can admit when we're crabby. Did you not get your coffee? I did not get my... It's a very... Liam, you could not have hit the nail on the head more. I did not get my coffee all day today, and then... I ended up driving around. I went to go look for coffee. I could not find a place to park. I'm driving, uh, trying to park at a stupid 7-Eleven. I could not park. <laughs> I didn't get coffee. 
Did you at least find a fidget spinner? Did I at least find I have a fidget spinner right here. It's so funny that you'd say that. Well, I have like a million of those things. Well, it's good that you have them because it's never going to stop being popular. I can tell you that. These I think fidget you're spinners, wrong. They're going to get more and more popular. And then you're going to go to school and you're going to you're going to be like, what's your favorite subject? Math, science, or fidget spinner? <laughs> what would fidget spinner be? Would it be like a like class that you're just like cutting open fidget spinners? No, your teacher. No, it's not. You're not dissecting fidget spinners. Let's not get, <laughs> you're getting weird now. Now you're getting weird. You're spooking me out a little bit. No, what you would do is. You would get a, a fidget. The teacher would go, all right, a class, get your fidget spinners out. And everybody would get them out, and he'd spin them for 45 minutes. And then the bell would ring. Then he'd go, all right, now you got homework on the fidget spinner. Well, my bell doesn't ring. It makes this noise. That is not the bell in your classroom. That, what school do you go to? I go to Milk Nation. Milk Nation, okay. Milk Nation. And that's the yep. buzzer between. You ever notice in movies, Liam, I don't know if you've noticed this. How come these teachers in these movies, when the buzzer goes off between classes, these teachers never have learned how to give proper homework assignments to the class? They're always, the buzzer goes off and then they're like shouting out the homework as the kids leave the classroom. That never yeah. happened. That never happened to me once. A teacher would tell you what you're going to do, and they they were ahead of it. They weren't just like the buzzer goes off. All right, everyone, remember chapter eight in your books, and eat like, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You get it. How come you get it? And no one else does, Liam. Cause I'm the dude. That's a. I gotta say, Liam. Not only are mm-hmm. you the best caller in the history of the show. This is the mm-hmm. best call in the history of the show. Cause you summed it up. Cause I'm the dude. That is no one can argue with that. Cause I'm the dude. No, no one can. All right. Now you're pushing it. You're getting a little full okay, of yourself. Sorry. Read about Icarus. All right, class read about Icarus. Don't forget chapter eight. Need you to re- so what's your favorite superhero again, Liam? Um Crabby Boy. I think Star Lord. Star Lord you like Star Lord. Not exactly a superhero. Uh but sure. Okay, fine. Then I would have to say my dude Batman. Not exactly a superhero. Guy with a lot of money to buy uh equipment. Okay. Because you know who else and- would that would mean Richard Branson is a superhero. Because he's got a balloon. We call him Balloon Man, flying all over the world. Right? Is he? Come on, someone with some powers. Who's got some powers? You like Groot? I like... You like Groot? I like... Let me see here. I do like Groot. You know what Groot says? What's Groot say? You can remember. Can you remember... What Groot says. I am Groot. What's that? No, this is, you're Liam, right? Yes, I am Liam. Well, no, that's not what Groot says. 
What does Groot say? I am Groot. Wait, who is this now? Is I thought this was Liam. Well, it is. What do, it's okay, Liam. What does Groot say? He says, "What's up?" <laughs> you just rewrote. You just rewrote the 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 franchise, Phase Four. Yep. I'm gonna tell you this, bro. What, bro? You get ready. And what again? What state are you from? You're not from China. I can't remember. I'm from Iowa. From Iowa, really? Yes, well, you did that. Born a state in the history of the world, you, I know. You did talk about threshers, so it's a good chance you are from Iowa, right? Yes. What do you do out there? Run in the cornfields, right? No. You lay out crop circles. No, I'm not a farm dude. You're not a farm dude, but you like farm no. fresh food, right? Sure. What's your favorite vegetable? Stinger bajingers? No, it is. Corn. Slime. It's not slime? Okay. All right, yeah. bro. This is what I'm telling you. Or pickles. Or pickles. Okay. What vegetable is a pickle before it's a pickle? A cantaloupe. A cantaloupe. That's right. It's a cantaloupe, and then it becomes a pickle. Remind me to uh, not go to Thanksgiving at your house. All right, young man, you have a grand evening. But I just want to tell you something. Okay. What do you want to tell me? I need to tell you that there's a new song, and you want me to sing it for you? Hold on. There's a new song? I didn't hear about this. You're sure there's a new song? Yeah. What's the song called? Let's hear the song. And I made it up. All right. Let's see. Let's hear it. And if you like picking your nose, mm-mm-mm, that's it. That's it? There's if you five like- seconds of fame, <laughs> if you like picking your nose. If you like picking your nose, mm, mm, mm. If you like picking your nose, mm, mm, mm. And picking your nose for the night, mm, Wait, mm, pick mm. your nose for the night? Yeah. All right. Now I think you're just improving. You're just making lines up from that song. If you like picking your nose, mm, mm, mm. right? Picking your nose yeah. all night. Mm-hmm. Let's sing it one time and then I'll say goodbye to you. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. If you, and if like, you like picking your nose, nose mm, mm, mm. picking your nose all, all night. night. And if you like picking your nose, uh, uh. see ya, my dude. All right, my dude. Bye. I gotta say, that's seriously. 
the greatest caller in the history of the best show. And that's the catch. And it's the catchiest song I ever heard in my life. If you like picking your nose, mm, 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 picking your nose all night. And then he even went bigger. It's like, and you like pick, like he knew how to hit dynamics. Man, that kid's got the answers. Too bad he's in Iowa. Bring him in here. Throw Dudio out. A heartbeat. Be the greatest thing. Watch Dudio get a bounce to by uh, for a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Hey Dudio, walk away. Just like Andrew Dice Clay said, walk away. And then he said other stuff. If you like picking your nose, mm-mm-mm. best show. Hi. You know, in Liam's defense, I will say that the half centimeter is one of the most underused units of measurement. It's a fair point, I guess. Is I'm, I'm not big on um, big on on uh, on uh, uh, whatever you'd call that metrics. What is I that? guess it is. I guess you know when you and I were kids, they were just getting into that. You know, they were just getting into into the full. The full measurements, they weren't doing half half centimeters at mm-hmm. that point. I guess like they teach now. They teach, yeah, this half centimeter. Half thing. units. Yeah, it's a part of the, I guess it's a part of the new generation, huh? I guess so. I yeah. guess so. Hey, kick-ass show tonight. I'm loving it. Oh, thanks so much. I You're playing some cool music before, too. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Heavenly played some The new stuff. Yeah, the new stuff. That's right. Joe Plummer on the, uh, on the skins. Yes, yeah. That's right. And uh, Nick Thorburn, who's... Don't um, know him. He's in Iowans. He's in Iowans, so that's two Iowans in a row. No, Iowans, the band is not uh, from Iowa, it is Islands, as if like, like Gilligan's Island, but in the plural. Wait, not the guy, not the guy who looks like Burt Reynolds in Deliverance, who does the slow dancing? No, that's, that's... No, no, that's not him. What's that band? The guy who looks like Burt. That's Re- Future Islands. That's Future Island. Yes, okay. the guy who has like a a mustache. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Where's the um? Where's like the vest? It's like a vest wetsuit. It's a vest. That was a scary movie, right? The vet. What movie? Deliverance. When that foot pops up at the very end. I have creek. I, I forgot about that movie. A foot pops up. It's a foot or a hand. Same thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a supernatural element to Deliverance. You know the banjo kid. Yeah. You know who that is. I don't. That got that kid. Yeah. Went on to become Bobby Blotzer, the drummer for Rat. The kid playing banjo in yes. Deliverance. Yep. Eventually grew up and started playing drums for. Eventually a, grew for up. A, yeah, a we all eventually grow up. Or do we? Some sometimes we don't. That's right. So I guess we all don't eventually grow up, eh? The the young at heart. If you are among the very young at heart. That's uh, true. The w- very wise song. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's on um, Abbey Road, right? 
Young, I don't know the Beatles well. That's you? not a Beatles song. That's a a standard. Oh, okay. That's not. Oh, hang on. Let me get out of this suit. No, oh, it's so hot. So are you just getting home from work? No, I'm still at work. Long one tonight. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I need a beer. Oh, who am I kidding? I need, I need a sixer. Uh-huh. Luckily, I've got two sixers here. Okay. Can Can I ask what you do for a living? <clears throat> Hang on, I'll give you a hint, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I know what that is. I what? Know. That's the sound that, that uh, Ratty makes, the Newbridge Ratman mascot, when somebody gets on base when, when there's a bunt. Hey, a fan! Uh-huh. That's great. What? A fan. Oh, wait. You're not, are you, you're not Ratty, are you? Well, not right now I'm not, but I, I was earlier tonight, and uh, looks like I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to keep doing it, yeah. What a squeaker tonight was, you know. Ratmen win the pennant. Yeah, pretty great news. Some kind of game was. Yeah. I'll tell you, Dunleavy really came through in the clutch with that last hit off of Stinkwinkler. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that something? Yeah, I tell you, Stink. I thought Stinkwinkler had uh, Dunleavy's number. He did. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, man, I needed that win though. This has been a tough week in and out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it would uh, Sunday with the at the Newbridge Madrigals game, the football team. It was really sad, tragic what happened. Where uh, for a player to almost get like like a player almost he almost get like killed like that. I know it's it's such a shame. Well, you know they really do need to put restrictions on what they can and they can't do what to celebrate a touchdown i mean billy millhaven should not have been allowed to wheel a smoking hot grill onto the into the end zone and then start cooking up wieners it's so dangerous yeah and i mean he if anything he should have known that the other players were going to pile on celebration and like what like seven guys had to go to the hospital i think it was seven yeah and I guess what happens is these guys that get cut off, cut up, uh, in, you know, in the the adrenaline rush of it all, and then all their logic goes out the window. And but I'll tell you, I see the same thing in baseball. You know, um, in that Ratman dugout after home runs, what they do, they never show it on on camera because it's you know it's it's pretty R rated. They pull the pants off the guy who just homered. Mm-hmm. and then they take turns running their cleats up and down his bare haunches. As a celebration. Yes, and the guys like the guys usually howling in pain because it's very it's very um, painful, and they also have a cleat sharpener next to the bench. So these guys are are, are just waiting for a homer, and then you just hear this cleat sharpener turn on, and then the sparks start flying. They all sharpen their cleats. So then that's why these guys take forever to round the bases. They're not being showboaty. They don't want to go into the dugout. <laughs> They're terrified to go in because they know that their haunches are just going to get scraped to heck. Oh, that that I, that is 
That's brutal, and it sounds counterproductive. It, it is, yeah, because then they can't run for a couple of days because their haunches are so scraped. Yeah. Well, but look, anyway, getting back to me and me, uh, me Vita Local, uh-huh. okay. um, I got in big-time trouble with the front office the other day. It was really bad news. What, what, uh, what happened? Well, you know, we had these, these Trump supporters in, in the grandstand, and they're, they're yelling, drain the swamp, you know, so I start yelling, drain my ball. You might have had to censor yeah, I that. I believe that. You did, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was, I was yelling that at them, but because I, I was in the ratty suit, nobody could really tell where the sound was coming from. It was uh-huh. so red. Uh-huh. But then Coach Hayes, he found out about it, and he was all up in my grill, and he threatened to have my rat snout. Because you were screaming. Exactly, yeah. The- hey, speaking of draining, yeah. um, old man Kenilworth, the rat man um, general manager. Yeah. He said, I can't use my keglet next season, and it's very distressing to me. Your ke- your keglet? Yes, yeah. What is a keglet? Well, keglet, it, it, it's a small beer keg that I keep in my ratty costume. And, you know, I'm stuck in that costume all night, you know, so I, I can't. I can't go to the, go to the bathroom. So after I drink all the beer that's in the keg, I fill the keg back up with used beer. Oh, that's don't call it. I hate that more than. Well, what else is it? Don't, I just don't. I don't like that. I don't like the okay. phrase "used beer." That's fair enough. Well, but I tell you, he would never even found out about the keglet if that jerk season ticket holder that I I take a pretend dump on every night hadn't shoved me away like he did last night. What What happened? Well, you know, he shoved me, and then I landed in such a way that the stomach of my ratty suit popped open, and the keglet rolled out, and then it spilled used beer all over a church group. Oh. That's totally disgusting. Yeah, that's what the church group said, too. Mm-hmm. It was totally disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and then, to make matters worse, and, you know, to top this whole thing off on a flagrantly serious note, I'm getting sued by the Newbridge Sewer and Water Company. You're, you're getting sued by the Newbridge Sewer and Water? Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why are you getting sued? Well, Tom, you know when there's some kind of... Uh, City work going on. You know, there's always a handful of people sitting around watching and, and, and commenting on how the workers are doing it all wrong. Yeah, that that's a pet peeve of mine, actually, to where people who don't know what they're talking about or don't have real training in a thing, just standing, telling trained people how to do their job. Right, yeah. Well, Tom, you know, I'm one of those people. One of what people? I do that. Oh, you. Oh, so you're one of the people who stands the pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why? Well, why do you do it? Well, because it makes me feel important, mm-hmm. and also there's there's no risk because the workers pretty much tune me out, and and the job usually ends up getting done perfectly. You know, um, until the other day. Until the other. Well, what happened the other day? Well. First of all, the Nawasa truck was was backing onto the sidewalk in front of that new erotic clothing store, the Panty Pantry. Have you heard of this place? I, I have, I have, yes. I've okay, you probably seen some billboards. Yeah. Anyway, the, there was a water main break in the basement there, so you know it's uh, truck pulls up and it's just me and these three jobless dirtbags critiquing this guy's parking job. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I, l- let me guess how this shook out then. Okay, you'll never get it. Okay, well, let me try. 
Okay. You guys are all saying how you could park better. Of course we were, yeah. Uh -huh. Then do you think you could actually park a truck better? No. Then he, no, okay. No. And um I'm going to also I'm going to say there were it was you and three other guys. Right, yes. I'm going to guess you probably all started yelling out different directions as the guys trying to back the truck in. That's correct, yes. Mhm. Mm and um for you did, mm -hmm. you, did I'm going to guess you did, did you specifically misjudge how much room he had for the to back the truck in? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh-huh. And did the driver actually hit anything? Yes, he he went right through the uh panty pantry front window. Mhm. Mm yeah. Well, I I got to say uh, I can't tell you how much that that annoys me. Well, I'll tell you, you did leave out the part where I shoved the driver out of the way, and then I tried to maneuver the truck out of the front window, but then I only ended up smashing into this fire hydrant, and then about five million gallons of water started shooting out, mm -hmm. and then somehow that plume of, of gushing water caught fire. The water caught fire. It did, yes, yeah, and, and, and you also left out how... That that water main that opened up was full of, of water loafers. And I'll tell you, man, those water loafers are even more deadly than water moccasins. Oh, that's that's definitely true. I actually got bitten by one once, and I was in, in uh, a hospital snake bite tent for probably about 10 weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was like, uh, at that point, all, they, all you can eat is like this clear, tasteless, Pudding. Ooh, oh my yeah, god. It's really. It doesn't taste like anything. No. Disgusting. It's clear. Wow, oh my god. I'll tell you, I wouldn't wish that on my second worst enemy. Uh huh. On your second. Oh, but, but you would wish it on your worst enemy. Yes. Uh -huh. And I have. And I will continue to. Okay. Well, that's a nice attitude. Uh, well, you know. Ratty, I guess I can call you Ratty. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You, speaking of hot water kind of coming out of a pipe there, uh, didn't you actually get in some trouble recently for something else? I did, yes. Um, I did get into some hot water recently, um, and, um, Anyone who's been watching the final days of, of the 2017 season has noticed that Rowdy has a very flirtatious thing going with that new WNWB sports reporter, Elaine Gentle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that whole dynamic is uh, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable to watch on television, especially like it's like on a Saturday night during the seventh inning stretch. And, you know, you're making this big production about, like, a big gift-wrapped box. Mm -hmm. And then she has to, like, open it. And then I didn't even want to say what was inside. Um, 
Yeah. Well, okay. Well, for people who didn't say, it was like motel keys. Like old yes, fashioned. it was funny. It was one of those no. old-fashioned motel keys. That's not funny. Everybody was mortified for her. It was what? No, they weren't. They loved it. No, it was embarrassing. Oh. And then you started doing that dance, which is disgusting. Hey, what Ratty did was no different than what the King of Pop did on stage every night during Dirty Diana, only Ratty did it better and with way more panache. Uh-huh. Okay, well, uh, okay. Well, that's how that's how Ratty feels about it. Um, I thought it was kind of disgusting, and uh, I, I know I'm not alone on that. And Elaine had every right to kick you right in the... Uh, Right in the, uh, you know, bread basket there. Not bread basket. Right, in, right d- downtown. Right. I'll it. tell you, man, that, yeah. that rat suit is, is thick. But, man, R- Ratty had to ice his rat stones for two days after that, you know. And I'll tell you, man, she's on Ratty's S list until she rat apologizes to Ratty. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, can I just ask you, you keep talking in the third person about Ratty in the third person. But you are Ratty. You know, it's like you said Ratty this and Ratty had to do that. And mm-hmm. what, what is what is your name? You know, I, I'd really rather not say because I, I find that it takes away a lot of the mystery for the fans. And they love the mystery, especially those kids out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you just, so it's just about the mystery and the stuff. Because mm-hmm. you also, uh, this anonymity allows you to do some pretty questionable things and completely get away with it. Oh, don't get your onesie in a wad. Jeez. Uh-huh. Look, like that bumper sticker you see on all those maroon Volvos, <laughs> important people rarely don't do questionable things. Uh-huh. Which is, I don't think that's exactly, I think you're probably getting a thing wrong where I think it says, you probably mean the, the bumper sticker that says, well-behaved women rarely make history. Mm-hmm. Huh. What are you? I think I've seen that one. I've seen the one that says "Visualize World Peace." I like that. Uh huh. Like that one. You like that one? I also like the ones where where like some where like a stick figure is is humping um, the word "it." I don't like that one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. What else do I like? I like. Um, do you like I the like... ones when they show the whole family in stick figure form? I do. Yes. That doesn't seem at all like it, it jeopardize, like giving away too much information about your family. Oh, not at all. No, no. Someone in a car yeah. can know how many family members. Exactly, yeah. Feel free to follow us home, too. Yeah, and also, I know you don't have a dog because you would have put a dog stick figure on your yep. thing. So I know there's no dog in your house. I'm not getting bit when I go and <laughs> Break. take all your yeah. DVDs. Do people own DVDs anymore? I do. I do, too. Oh, you do? What do you like? I, I like a lot of music ones. Like right now, I'm looking at my library. Uh-huh. I've got... Uh, I bet I have something you don't have. I have a live uh, jam DVD, the band The Jam. Sure. I I have a jam DVD. Is it live? I don't think it's live, though. Okay. Um, I have a bunch. I have a lot of movies. You do? Yeah. Like, what, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, who I could probably uh, favorite movie. What would it be? 
I like the movie Nashville a lot. Oh, I like that too. I like that. It's long, but it's good. Ask me my favorite one. Okay, what's your favorite movie? Exorcist Three. You like Exorcist Three? Love it. Why? Why again? Oh my God! You got to see it. I can't ruin it for you. Okay. But there is a great line in it. George C. Scott is in. I know you've never heard this story before. There's no way you've heard this story. Um, he's he's in bed, and uh, no way he's not in bed. The priest is in bed. His his best friend's a priest. And George C. Scott is a detective, and George C. Scott comes in and goes, what's this nonsense about the cigarette, about the smoking? And the priest just goes, they're quiet. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I just ask you, um, what, what, you know, aside from the Exorcist 3 stuff, um, right. what, what is it like being the most famous mascot in, uh, Newbridge Sports. Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's a real double-edged sword, Tom. Uh-huh. A double what? Double-egged? Double-edged sword is actually what the... It's a real double-edged <laughs> no, it's sword. it's not. Can, catch a, a Gladiator documentary much? It doesn't sound like you do. Um, I, I, well, to be fair, no, I haven't caught any Gladiator documentaries. But what fair. they did back then... Yeah. They, they, they take two eggs... And then they would crack the eggs, one on each side of the sword, and then they'd smear it on there. And then that was good luck from the egg god. From the egg god. As they went into battle. Uh-huh. I am the egg god. That's where that lyric comes from, from the Beatles. I know some Beatles. Yeah, that's... I I don't think the Beatles song is I am the egg god. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, that, it's actually a better lyric. It is, right? It's like you're actually punching up John Lennon's lyrics. Yeah. Um, I am the egg god. Come over here. Hoo, 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 hoo. That's not it. Um, uh. Yeah. Well, look, anyway, um, yeah. you, you ask about what it's like. Um, on the one hand, you know, you're, you're worshipped as a god. But on the other hand, nobody really knows what you look like. You know, and, and it's easy to get uh, an inflated sense of self. And I'll tell you, it, it's what I imagine it, it would have been like being in, in Kiss, you know, before they took off their makeup in 1983. Uh-huh. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I'm pretty sure I run into some of the same scenarios that they ran into. Um, you know, Paul Stanley, who's like a god to me, he once said... After a show, sometimes your playmate for the night asks you to leave on the makeup and you take requests. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to. Please don't tell me. You, uh, you know, sometimes you make a love connection after after the game and they want you to leave the suit on, which okay. creates its own set of erotic challenges. Okay, I'm, gonna hang I'm up sure on, you can imagine. No, I, I'm going to hang up on you if you say w- literally one more word about that. All right, all right. I know this is a Christian family show. But I tell you, it does it does mess with your sense of self, and you know, no one really knows it's you in that costume. They're in love with this fantasy that they've built up around the the creature that you portray. And I, I, I'll tell you, I've had this discussion with a few of the other major mascots in uh, baseball. Like, um, hang on, I think I'm <laughs> dropping my wallet. Right there, right. Ever had a thing where, where your wallet's just hanging out of your pocket? And you're like, oh, this is about to fall out. Yes, yes, yes. Let me make sure this is secure before I read off the names of these three mascots. Mm -hmm. 
I've spoken with Silly Billy, uh, the, the Milwaukee Armadillo's mascot, um, Stinky Pitts, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Sewer Mall's mascot, and Jerry Girafferty. Who is that now? Jerry Girafferty, the Galveston Giraffe's mascot. Jerry Girafferty. Yes. You'll never guess what song he enters to at every game. Baker Street. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, so you talk to them about the same issue? I do, yes. And they agree that it messes with you and, and it, it gets uh, gets you into this place where you're really believing in your own hype. Uh-huh. Are you believing in your own what? Hype. Hype. What? You're believing your own hype. Oh, it's... You believe in your own height. It's, it's like, um, I think Eric Montrose coined that, that phrase. Cause, you know, he, he was seven feet tall, but he really didn't, didn't deliver. But he was really tall, so he thought he could do it. The basketball player, Eric Montrose. Yeah. Yes. Who, um, so he believed his own height. Big Scott fan. Saw him at an English beat show last year. Wow. That, uh... That's a fun factoid. It is, yes. You got former Boston Celtics center, yep. Eric Montross, yep. enjoys the music of the English beat. He liked it so much, he got up on stage during Mirror in the Bathroom, mm-hmm. and he's so big that he kind of lost his footing, and they ended up stepping on Dave Wakeling's left-handed guitar, and he smashed it. Well, that's that's unfortunate for it was, yeah. It was very unfortunate. Hey, um, before I go, I want to pimp my new album if that's cool. Your new album. I have a new album, yeah, so and it, it drops next week, and it's called "Ratty and Rat Do Radis Radis and Rat." Ratty and Rat do Radis Radis and Rat. Yes, you listen really good. Okay, well, what? I have no idea what that is. What is that? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Ratty, the Newbridge Ratmen mascot, and former damn drummer Rat Scabies, do the best of Finnish hardcore band Rattus and Sunset Strip King's Rat, as well as choice cuts from the Stranglers album Rattus Nervegicus. That sounds like a... That's a... It sounds great, doesn't it? And I'll tell you, I'd love, I'd love to play a song for you. Can I? As long as it's clean, yeah, you can. Of course it's clean. And tell all, all your helpers there at the studio to put on their dancing shoes because they're going to want to dance to this. All right. Put your dancing shoes on, everyone. All right, here we go. All right, let me cue this thing up here. Here we go. Ratty. Pretty great, right? No, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. It, what? That's, it sounds like you're doing all the things you described at the same time. Yeah, we did. Why? Well, that's a bad idea. It, but it's a double CD. <laughs> it's a do- So it's two CDs of that. 
Of just that, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not good. Well, I think you're not good. Oh, okay. Well, Ratty, I guess we agree to disagree, because I like we, myself. Well, I don't like you. I, I like me a ton. Uh-huh. But look, hey, I got a boogie, because I'm going to be playing poker with Gus Brennan's hologram and a couple of the guys from the Mighty Mighty Boston's in a couple minutes. Oh, well, that sounds like a fun poker game. It uh, is. Any messages you want for uh, Gus or Dickie and the boys? Um... Yeah, any plans to uh, do another live album? I'll ask. Please ask the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones any plans for a future live album. Sounds good. I'll get back to you, okay? Okay, please do. You have a great night. Thanks, Ratty. You too. All right, rat out. Rat out, okay. And there he goes. Ratty, the Newbridge Ratman mascot. Mike? How you doing out there? You good? How's dude? Is dude still riding you? A little bit. Just tell him. He's cracking his knuckles. This is not going to end well between you and him. He's doing it. I didn't ask you. He's doing, I know he's doing an okay job. I tell you. These guys out there. Mike Dudio. clean house bring that watch in and then make it a watch for both of them retirement watch for both oh you got the watch sorry i uh i had to do this paperwork with uh the with uh the town over some like uh like some some bills that had to be paid and I was like, I know I paid this. And I paid it. And the town's like, Bill, you didn't pay it. So then I go to this other department, and then they're just like, yeah, you paid it. So then I get the paperwork. I'm like, I can just prove that I paid it. And then they're like, well, that's fine. Yeah, you proved it, but you got to take it to... uh the, to the to the, the, the county, to New Brunswick. It's like what, what? It's not enough. They're like, yeah, well, they have it on record. They need to strike it from the thing. So I'm like, you can't just send it to them. They're like, no, it'll it'll we have to charge you and it'll take time and who knows. So it's like, look, and I had to pay to go do it anyway when I go to. So I'm like racing the clock because these offices all close at like four o'clock. So then I'm. Racing against time. And, uh, I get to, uh, to, into New Brunswick and I'm just like, here are these documents and I need to, uh, put these and you can mark them as, as, uh, that this is all taken care of. And, um, then, uh, the, 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 the woman behind the counter is like super helpful. And then she's finally like very nice helping me as much as possible. And she just goes, Oh, they didn't sign one of these back in the town. They didn't sign. They've missed the signature on one. She's like, let me see if I can put it through, push it through without that. And she couldn't. She's like, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to go back, get them to sign it and bring it back here again. Now I'm racing the clock to get back for four o'clock. So I'm like, 
I start chewing this gum I have, right? Do you know Connor O'Malley? You know the comedian Connor O'Malley? Very funny guy. He, uh, what's that? Yes, okay. Oh, good. Oh, good. You know who he is, Mike. Oh, good. Oh, I'm sure he's doing a cartwheel now. Um, he gave me this, this military gum that has caffeine in it. And I tried it like a month ago. I'm like, what's this stuff? I put a piece in my mouth. And then within four minutes, I was like, it was like, bong. it was like in Bye Bye Birdie when they, uh, Gave the turtle the stuff and he goes sliding through the room. Yeah. The whole plot of Bye Bye Birdie basically hinges on amphetamines, by the way. That Dick Van Dyke is a chemist and he invents this spe- this superpowered speed that he eventually slips to the Russian ballet who dance fast enough so that Conrad Birdie can be on the Ed Sullivan show in time to, uh, to, to, uh, symbolically give a kiss to, uh, what's her face? Anne Margaret, who was, uh, what was her name again in the thing, Mike? McAfee, remember? Me, Harry McAfee, on Ed Sullivan. It's the greatest, greatest, top 10 movies of all time. Bye bye, Birdie. Best songs, best dancing, best casting. It's just the best. I can't believe you haven't seen it, Mike. No, Sid Charisse is not in it. Mike. Anne Margaret, Janet Lee, Dick Van Dyke, Maureen Stapleton, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah, once you go see if they got that out of the trunk. Cause this guy buys these bootleg DVDs in the, the Dwayne Reed parking lot. Out of trunk. You got Bye Bye Birdie? Probably just got It. You got It? And that guy from It, it turns out he is the guy from Hardcore Pawn. Less. Did you know that? I wasn't sure and I looked it up on IMDb. The guy Less from Hardcore Pawn plays It. I was thinking about making my, my dog good and poochy, who's a white dog, look like, uh, it for Halloween, right? Puppy wise, I would call, call her, right? Cause its name is Pennywise, from what I've heard. I didn't see the movie yet. But I'll call my dog good and poochy, puppy wise. What do you think, Mike? I'm cute. You better get your Halloween costume set, cause we're doing it on Halloween. We're going to be driving around. Hey, Dudio? Yeah. Would you have a problem running the, the show? Oh. No, no, no. While we're out meeting the audience, driving around, you can stay here and host the show. Yeah, you can host the show. What do you want to do, Dudio? It's your call. It'll be me, Fred from Honolulu, an AP mic in a car, driving around meeting listeners on Halloween, or you can stay here. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to wish I could stay here also. Oh, this is going to be a problem. 
Well, you know, you just could have given me the option of doing the thing. You didn't uh, I don't really want to go. What time are we going to be back? I don't want to get back too late. What's it? If Fred from Honolulu, is he going to start do So you, you, you think this is, you think I'm trying to record We Are the World here with the all-star lineup of egos in this thing, right? They did We Are the World with less ego than, than I can do a Halloween, uh, thing driving around giving candy to listeners. Think of Hall. Think of We Are the World. Think of who's there. Hall. Oates, Springsteen, Lauper, Richie, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was there. Did you know that, Mike? He was. I'm missing a few. Who was there? Dylan. The Pointer Sisters, were they there? Quincy Jones was there. Michael Jackson was there. Right? No, that's, that's the other one. Do they know it's Christmas? Boy George. USA, baby. Think USA. No Prince though, right? No. Diana Ross was there. So anyway, I take this caffeinated gum and I'm chewing this stuff. And I'm driving up and down the highway, racing back. And this stuff kicks in. I was, I, I, and then somebody's like, you're not supposed to chew half a piece. I did more than a piece. I'm going to be like, it was like Goodfellas. Like I thought I was looking at helicopters following me. Right? I thought I had Kevin Corrigan back at the house stirring the sauce. While I'm driving up and down the highway with these documents. And do you think I made it back, Mike? I did not. New Jersey traffic got me. Mike, I'm going to bring my guest on. It's different without Pat here. Better or worse? Studio? Yeah. Better. Mike? Better. Better. Yeah. You know what that means? It, it's probably worse out there without Pat. Do you want to slide to the blue chair, my friend? Oh my goodness, look who's in studio. Rebecca Sugar's here. Hi. Hi, what's up? Oh gosh, just been hanging out, listening to the show. Are you having a good time? Mm-hmm. You, true or false, created the show Steven Universe. That's true. That's true. Hey, throw the throw the air on. Could you put the air on, please? Throw the air on. Um Yes. So you did. That's true. Okay. You got to say yes. <laughs> yes. On the radio. Oh, right. Yes. Head nods. Can't be seen. Don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't get the job done. You can't mm-hmm. go. Mm. So the show's on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. Oh, thanks. Right? It's super popular. It's because you're so great in it. No, I'm not. I'm just like, if I'm... A part of the Sunday that is that I'm like, what would I be? Wet walnuts, <laughs> right? At best, I'd be wet walnuts on that Steven Universe Sunday, hmm. right? Not whipped cream. No, you're very important. No. Look, 
the ice cream of the thing is the Stephen and the gems. That's all the ice cream. I'm like a, a I'm like wet walnuts. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, Maybe. good. There's wet walnuts on this. <laughs> not, not. Where are the wet wall? This is not a Sunday. <laughs> Maybe like the fudge. I'm but the fudge. Cru- oh, that. It's crucial. It changes okay. everything. I'll be the fudge. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Mm. You're the fudge. <laughs> that actually makes me feel so good that I'm the fudge. Mike, who's the fudge? What's that? You're the fudge, man. Get that kid Liam writing a song, I Am the Fudge. Mm. Wasn't that kid amazing? Yes, I was very impressed. Did you like his song? I loved his song. What was it? How did it go again? It was so stuck in my head. like, <laughs> if you want to pick your nose. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm's, I think, are those, like, <laughs> it's like vocables. Very, yeah. yeah. Very he, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, if you want to, <laughs> like, he's like, you could almost picture him on stage. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he felt the moment. And when he said that his invisible friend, Bobby Joe's toilet car <laughs> had 50 gazillion wheels, but then he said it would only go one mile an hour is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard that he knew that just like, <laughs> You think he's just like, look, this kid's saying that thing's got 50 gazillion wheels on it. He He's going to think this thing. And he's just like, man, one mile an hour. <laughs> it's super slow. Uh, so Steven Universe, Cartoon Network's Steven Universe. You, well, let's go back. Let's go. First of all, Mike, who's good here? And I want you to tell me if these people uh, have Steven Universe related stuff. All right? Okay. Yeah. Try to get that. And let me also say this. Last week we did the Podcast Hall of Fame. And you could go to podcastholloffameusa.com. I think that's what it is. And look at the all the nominees. Um, Mike is doing a, Mike got inducted with the, uh, the, uh, he is inducted into the Hall of Fame now. He is, he won the, uh, Phil Spector Producer Award. And he is now, he has this thing, apmike.bandcamp.com, where you can get all the garbage he sells. Um, and he has, for a limited time only, he's selling special, he has this, these headshots he sells. For ten dollars a pop, or they'll sign them, and you have one. I, and I do. Penn got me one. Penn Ward from Adventure Time, who yes. came here a couple months ago, he got one. He got a. He ordered a bunch of. Yes. I think he might be Mike's single best <laughs> customer. Yes, it was a gift from him. I I treasure it. Is that true, Mike? Yeah. Penn is like your. He's like. He's like in the, the, like if you were running a casino, he'd be like the guy you make sure, just like, would you like a room tonight, sir? Would you like, we can bring some shrimp over to the craps table, sir. What would you like? He, uh, so he ordered a whole bunch of headshots from Mike, but Mike is now doing this thing in, in commemoration of his Hall of Fame nominate, uh, not nomination, induction. He's signing headshots in gold, yeah. Sharpie, 
And you're also putting Podcast Hall of Fame 2017 underneath the signature. And those are double. Those are $20. For the holiday season. Limited edition until, until Mike's Sharpie runs out. That's it. So you can get a special. And here's the thing. How many did you sell this past week? Five. So this guy, he he pulled a, yeah, a a cool hundred bucks. So he's walking around Bayonne flashing a hundred dollars now. Probably showing everybody. Probably going to the, there's a, there's a, a quick check in Bayonne that's, uh, solar powered. He's probably in the parking lot of the quick check. Yeah, I got this. I signed my name five times. Got a hundred dollars. Can you say that? You know what we should set Mike up is at a at like a convention. Oh, right. Do a, do a signing live. Yeah. Like, what if we do like a best show? Oh, that would be this. I can't do that. I'm already pulling that one <laughs> off the table to like be like some sort of signing. I have to sit at a table and be like with Mike and Dudio and Pat and probably Avalanche Bob. We'll be in the corner of like some place by the airport, like some like autograph. The thing is, like the joke wouldn't work. Nobody's coming out for that. Be like, where's the guy from Battlestar Galactica? Like they'll be like to Mike. They'll be like, hey, weren't you on? uh, Weren't you on Quantum Leap? No, I'm on the best show. Uh, Yeah, all right, thanks. I don't know what that is. So, look, that was how, the scene. How about Thursday when I do my signing? It's just all Mike's headshots. I'll just. Oh my God. You mean at, Mike in at on Mike. Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, on my Comic-Con. No, Comic-Con. that I'm going to say that won't happen. I'm going to say, I'm going to say there will, someone will intervene. And if no one intervenes, I will intervene <laughs> to prevent that from happening. Because what are you going to buy them wholesale from Mike? Yeah, I'll do nine dollars. Nine dollars a headshot. That's the wholesale price. No. Cause you're here for New York Comic Con, Rebecca. You're in town. Yes. Which is such a fun spectacle at the Jacob Javits Center. Yes, it's, I remember when it was a lot smaller. It's gotten huge. Yes. It's crazy how big these things are. And it's like, a, it's like, I don't know. I get so overwhelmed. I just get, do you find yourself getting overwhelmed? I, I, I think I'm getting overwhelmed now as my, like, like I went to something a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to say what it was. I went in the thing. I'm in the lobby. Suddenly I started feeling like I got to get out of here. And I just went home. Mm-hmm. It was like a party type premiere thing. I couldn't handle it. I ran. I couldn't have felt overwhelmed. Do you ever feel like that? Like that kind of like crowds? Do that to you because I think it's starting to happen for me now. Oh, absolutely! I remember one of my first San Diego Comic Cons I went to when I went as a fan. It was the year when the air conditioning broke, and, oh. and it was—I think I don't know if it was related to the fact that I think there were like a couple tens of thousands of people over capacity. Also, yeah. so there was a lot of a lot of sweaty, sort of uh, a lot of sweaty boba fets out there, right? Everyone is wonderful. It's just when there's many oh, people trying to go one in one place, you'll get stuck together. Everybody is wonderful. I'm just saying, 
if it's there's no air conditioning, it certainly doesn't help that you're in a Boba Fett costume. Mm. It's just like you're making it. It's it's harder to stay cool when you're dressed. Yes, wearing a cape. I, yes, and a, like a <laughs> giant helmet on your head. Look, I, it's over it's thirty-five so degrees. I start sweating. I can't. Uh, I did this thing, this uh, this uh, WTF, the the Mark Marin thing, and it was live at the place in New York, the Bell House, and they're like. The air conditioning broke. We don't know what we're going to do. I'm like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me, that the air conditioning broke. Because now I was sweating, but everybody else was sweating, too. So I'm just like, boy, we're all sweating because the air conditioning (laughs) broke, huh, guys? But meanwhile, if they had the air conditioning set to 55, I'd still just be like, oh, boy, it's a little little stuffy in here, isn't it? Oh, boy, it's starting to get a little... And I'm not nervous. What is that? My body... Betrays me. I don't know. I don't know. You see a doctor. I know Adam Carolla got his, he got this sweatband cut. He got it like detached on his forehead. Oh. Does that seem dangerous though? I've, You're I've, supposed to sweat. Yeah, that's true. It's like, very natural. Yes, that you're not sweating now. <laughs> well, look, enough about me and my sweat, sweat brow. <laughs> I had, what? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have you here finally in the studio, and then you're sitting watching me talk all about me getting my uh, sweat gland uh, cut <laughs> off the top of my forehead. Oh, but this is my dream come true. I've always wanted to be here while you're doing the best show. But this is your dream come true. Mm-hmm. You need to realize dreams. <laughs> any, Dreams are not things that are just probably going to happen <laughs> at some point. Like a dream can be... Bigger than, like, well, look, I'll say this. You have your show, Steven Universe. Maybe the only, maybe now you just have to start filling out the other dreams that you, like, it's almost like the, on the checklist. It's like, all right, created my own show that everybody loves. And it's like, what else is left on this thing? Eh, Best show live. All right, let's put that on the, let me check that one off at some point. No, but so, so you, Rebecca, you grew up in Maryland, right? Maryland. Mm-hmm. Silver Spring. Silver Spring, Maryland. And you started drawing. Yes. You were always a drawer? Yes. Right? Yes. I always loved to draw. Do you remember where you were tracing things? Do you remember like... Oh, I, I traced some Bugs Bunnies in the past. And what's the first one where you were just like, I can draw, watch this thing I draw freehand? Oh, I mean, I was always doing that. I think I just, I used to draw little people, little people dancing. Mm-hmm. I think okay. I did um, something that I think a lot of kids do, like elaborate death mazes where little stick figures like fall into spikes or tanks with little sharks and uh-huh. um, that kind of thing. Big eyes, eyeballs in the sky, like lasering people. And sure. Seems yeah. like that. For me, little. what I'm able to, st- and still, I can draw. Front view of a house, mm-hmm. plane, shooting, <laughs> plane flying <laughs> over, shooting that's out good, of the wings. Hard. Oh, no, no. This is what a, this, Liam would laugh at me for my oh, drawing ability. I'm sure it would be good. Cube. About, oh, cube. Spiral. Spiral. <laughs> cool S. Cool S. Yeah, you know that cool S? 
I can't do that. Oh. No. That gives me... Now I have something to dream about doing. <laughs> How about a tombstone eye dog? You know that one? No. Oh, I know what you, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. So, see, but this is That's so advanced. My, my drawings are literally I think I'm still at what like a 8-year-old could draw. I think I'm at 8. I don't know. I I'm sure you're a lot better than you think you are. It's okay. It's all right. I can <laughs> I can run my mouth we all get our things right we mm-hmm. all get our things did you trace yeah a little bit and i, I wasn't even good at that oh, oh. what at did tracing you, things? what did you trace because you, you have extensive cartoon knowledge i, I would, like i like when you talk about looney tunes on here i would trace like i think like marvel stuff more is mm-hmm. what i would trace mm-hmm. yes did you have a favorite artist you know, looking back, I guess it would be like the, uh, like that kind of, uh, Jack Kirby kind of oh, super yeah. style. Like, well, it wasn't super. It was like, it seems like, I mean, in retrospect, it seems wildly stylized. But I think for him, he was like, he was making it super stylized, but he was also just like, I got, he was cranking that stuff out like, like he was handcuffed to the, to the drafting table. Right. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't precious about, like he had work to do with that stuff. Right. Just the sheer volume of that stuff. So the first thing you could draw where you were just like, look at this, and people were like, whoa. I think it was it was like little little people and fairies and mm-hmm. things like that. I was always good at characters, and my brother, Stephen, was always good at like ships and mm-hmm. trains and sure. uh, like architectural things. It was sort mm-hmm. of our, our dichotomy. Okay, so you were good at drawing hands and yeah, like was, like humans or, yeah. or beings, mm-hmm. and he was good at buildings and shapes and yeah, like but he's inanimate things. He's good at people too. He can okay. do he can do everything, but he was really good at that, and I'm not very good at that. Okay, so then, do you remember the point where you're just like, I'm going to do this is what I want to do, like draw like saying like i'm gonna go to school for this i want this is what i want my life to be yeah i think i knew like early high school but also in in middle school i was drawing i was starting to draw comics and then in high school i started to get more serious about it okay um and i really i'd been to like animation camp but there's a there's a children's museum in dc and i went to a camp there where i did some animation when i was little and I really wanted to be an animator, but I also wanted to be a comic book artist. And the great thing about drawing comic books is that you can just you can just start. Especially if you, I wanted to be like an independent comic book artist, and mm-hmm. I was going to the Small Press Expo, which was really close to me growing up. Yes, I've I've driven down to that. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's great. I was so lucky to have that so close, and I would print zines and I would bring them there and trade with people. Some mm-hmm. of the people I would trade with there, I, I, I'm working with now. That's awesome. I went when I went there. I felt so bad. I bought like everybody's thing. I felt like such a like, like, yeah, buy my thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you're working hard. All right, let me buy the thing. And like, I left with like a huge bag full of everybody's things. And all, a lot of the stuff was really cool, but there's just a point where I was like, this will take me the rest of my life to read what I bought at this one thing. Cause everybody was like, there's like so many talented people and you're just like, you want to support people being talented but it's like i 
I'll never read anything other than what I bought this weekend at this thing. It's it's hard doing things and trying to get your things noticed and all that, right? Yeah, and that's a hard um that's a hard con in particular or expo. Mm-hmm. Um like I remember uh I had a table there once. Uh, a lot of people come ch- to check things out, but they won't necessarily buy anything. I mm-hmm. never I never sold very many comics um in general Mm -hmm. but i i definitely didn't didn't there but i think i would mostly go to trade i I liked to trade books with Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. Um, and i would i met a lot of my heroes there and a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. and that felt like there's a way that there's like a world here that you can exist within like you can be a part of a thing now it's not just you're not just alone drawing these things in your house there's like a there's like a larger yeah and group of people who are like-minded maybe yeah well and the range i think was so wide that, that's what i thought was really lucky about growing up near spx is that the kinds of comics people were drawing and like the the level of polish on them was so different mm-hmm. from table to table and person to person um some of it was Xeroxed and stapled together. Some of it was really slick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and content-wise, it was all over It was all over the place. So I knew mm-hmm. from going there that I could really make comics about anything. Um, and I found some really uh, interesting stuff that I know I couldn't have found if I hadn't found it there. Like uh, Tom Herpick's comics were a huge influence on me. Meat House stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris McDee, who did the art book, the Stephen art book mm-hmm. with me, I, mean, I was reading his comics that I picked up there um, in these anthologies of uh, of Meat House mm-hmm. artists that's who awesome. based in New York. And that's how that initial connection was made. And then, so then you go to school, and then, which is the RISD, right? Oh, SVA. But SVA. my brother my brother went to RISD. What? <laughs> Mike? You get in here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> These notes. No. Your brother went to RISD. You went to mm-hmm. SVA. Yeah, but between okay. the two of us. Okay. You covered we went the eastern places. seaboard. So then you say, I'm moving to Los Angeles. Well, I first I was in New York for a little bit trying to get work, and I interned a mm-hmm. bit. Um and then I took a test for Adventure Time. And I actually saw Penn at SPX. I mm-hmm. had taken the test and I hadn't heard back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to SPX because I always go to SPX. And he was there, so I was very nervous. I was like, oh, did, did you see it? Did, it? did it get to you guys? And mm-hmm. then a little bit later, um, I found out that I got the revi- revisionist job. So I moved out to L.A. for that. Um, yeah, I was, I was really excited. So Adventure Time is your first job job yes my first job job right mm-hmm. you move across the country that's not easy mm-hmm. actually well it was really hard but the best show was a big comfort for me <gasps> when i was moving mike yeah. you hear this yeah. <laughs> and i always thought about well when i was in brooklyn i was list- i would listen to the best show all the time while i was mm-hmm. working on my comics and mm-hmm. Then when I moved, I was separated from everyone, and I was so far from home, and I would listen to it every Tuesday. Oh, that's the nicest thing. Cam, that's even nicer than when 
you said I was the fudge. <laughs> and when Liam said, what did he say? I'm the, call me bro or something. I can't remember. He said, that, he said that he was he's, the dude. That he's the dude. <laughs> but he That's also right. called you my dude. He called me my dude. That's right. His parents right now are probably just like, oh, this kid's bouncing off the walls all night <laughs> after that call. Like, how could that kid ever sleep after like, yeah, I was on the radio and I was goofing around <laughs> and I was doing everything. Like, and then he's got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that kid's up. You gotta figure, get ready for tomorrow. You almost gotta give him some coffee, cause you know, he's gonna just stay up. You just got to keep him awake during school tomorrow. And then he is gonna sleep when he gets home. Yeah. So, so the best show helped you, was you moved. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you're in, out there, Cartoon Network, Adventure Time, and what a point, where was Adventure Time at, at the point when you joined it? Ah. Uh, they were still working on season one. I was doing okay. revisions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some scenes where... Now, what are revisions? Uh, re- revisions. So uh, when the board uh, needs fixes the, or changes... the board? The storyboard. When the storyboard... So the storyboard is a series what's of... What's the storyboard? <laughs> it's a series of images. What's an image? <laughs> it's a series of drawings uh, that explain what's happening at each moment in the okay. scene. Sure. Um, You're laying out yes. the story image by image. Image by image with the, the text is underneath explaining what they're saying and then also what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the images are above. Uh, and if there are any issues with that or if a scene is incomplete uh, and the storyboard needs to be finalized um, or if the directors need to change something, they'll make notes, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily have time to do it themselves. So they'll pass it to a revisionist who will basically be told this drawing doesn't work because of XYZ so make it like this and then it will work which was Mm -hmm. great I learned so much uh, because I was basically being handed piles of drawings that didn't work and being told how to make them work yes Uh, and so I learned a lot about the technical side of boarding from doing that job Mm -hmm. Uh, and also I got to listen to a lot of radio Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was a lot of drawing. Some of it was almost like paper dolls where someone would just be on the wrong clothes and I would mm-hmm. be putting the right clothes on them or taking a hat off someone. Or Sure. A lot of it was also you need to know exactly what everyone's fingers are doing. And if someone has sort of s- sketched in a hand, mm-hmm. someone needs to go in there and draw every finger on that hand. Yeah, because it's it's the stuff that people are, when they're thinking big picture... Like, we're powering through this, and we need to break this story so that everybody can do what they're going to do and all the things and record the voices, and everybody can have their – they can go work. Yeah. But then somebody's got to do the – like, the detail on the thing. Someone has to make it work. I remember when I – because that was a lot of – drawing and drawing and drawing and I would go through your archives even when I was when it wasn't Tuesday I would just mm-hmm. listen to older ones because there, there was 10 yeah, years no of- there's way too many of them <laughs> look there's, uh, we've done thousands of hours of this show at this point yeah which was great and, and I'm, I'm look and then somewhere you said someday when I have my own show, that dummy talking on the radio, 
I'm going to throw him some work and bring him on the team of my show. And then you, I remember you wrote me because look, I get emails. Everybody's super nice. This is one of the things with this show. One of the many things, one of the many things with this show, the listeners are very, it's a bunch of, it's good people listen to this show. The things that some of these other shows have to go through, I don't even know what they're talking about. Overall, it's a fantastic set of people listening to this show. And everybody's nice and polite and respectful. But then some, but people will write sometimes and they'll be like, hey, you want to do this thing and do that thing? And it's like, it's just like, there's, I, I just can't do everything. And I'm not saying I'm like, a, it's not like they're writing to like, like Matthew McConaughey or something where I'm actually, <laughs> I'm just like, this, like, but I'm just saying, it's just like, you get people ask you to do things and you can't do everything. But then I got an email and you wrote, hey, I'm going to do a cartoon in a year or not a year. You're right. I'm working on a thing. Would you ever want to do a voice on a thing? And I wrote back like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like figuring good luck with that, uh, cartoon of yours. And let me know when that, cause I, cause people write with ideas in the very early stages of things. And most ideas don't run the, run the gauntlet to where they become reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, People ask things. I'm just like, sure, you let me know when it's ready. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then like a year later, you're like, yeah, it's ready. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it is? And then I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Let me. Suddenly I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the most flattering things ever. And then you're just this part in this. Steven Universe to get to be Greg on the thing. It's the greatest thing. It's the most flattering thing. Even more flattering than being called the fudge. Was you think you giving me this part on the show. Yeah, I'd always, I'd been hoping, even when I was boarding on Adventure Time, I was always hoping I could get to write something for you. Which is probably why I wrote you so early. I had two Dreamcasts. Mm-hmm. One was you, and the other was Susan Egan. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. So now you're together. It's the ultimate. Oh, that's awesome. See, it actually happened. Yeah. Now, who do you picture? Do you it's, look? I'm not saying do something for Mike. It's actually the opposite of what I'm saying. But if you were writing a thing for Mike <laughs> on the show, what would he play? Like a, sl- a slug, Mike. A slug, a talking garbage can. <laughs> right? Mm. What would he play? Like We're not a, really that that sort of cartoon, I suppose. Talking talking garbage can, necessarily. What would he play? A, a janitor? Right? Mike. A, 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 a guy selling reverse mortgages. <laughs> ripping off the people of Beach City. <laughs> selling Selling faulty reverse mortgages. Right? A guy who does like spoofing of phone numbers, so it seems like you're getting a call from a local <laughs> number. But meanwhile, he's in a he's in a, a in a he's in he's in one of those those offices that are just desks does, across the country. Does Mike sing? Mike, do you sing? Oh, I've been to karaoke with him. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you should I, see what he's saying. He's, he picks a, it's a you, you think you were going, uh, you think it was you were at karaoke with the Adams family with the songs <laughs> this guy picks. He picked, Is it he the did. the song from the Adams family? No, I wish. He did, uh, the John Lennon song Mother, which is one of the saddest songs ever. <laughs> Uh-huh. Then he does Bruce Springsteen, Streets of Philadelphia, from the mm-hmm. movie Philadelphia, one of the saddest songs ever. Uh-huh. Then he does this song by Nazareth called Hair of the Dog. Mm. And it's like a rockin' song. And it's like... I'm sure I have it on here. Hey, do I not have Nazareth? I'm like, how do I not have Nazareth? Mike, get me some Nazareth for my... No, it's a song where it's like, boom, 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 boom. it's like, now y'all messing with the son of a bitch. And then Mike sings it like, he, he starts singing it like he was like, like somebody was like throwing garbage on his lawn. He was like, now you're messing with son of a bitch. <laughs> like he's like, Coming out and, or like he hit his thumb with a hammer. Like he was like fixing, like he's trying to like reattach the gutter and like, it's like, oh dad, dad hit himself with the hammer. Hmm. So that Mike, Mike sings. It's, it's. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. For when you do the, when someone comes selling reverse mortgages on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Shady reverse mortgages. Somebody open. Mike comes in and opens a, a cash for gold store. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Those are gonna. That's not gonna last, right? Cash for gold stores. I don't, I don't know. Those are vape stores now, probably. Right. Like the watch store. Like the watch store. It was the watch store would have been a cash for gold store, then is now a vape shop. Mm-hmm. And what's it gonna be next? A fidget spinner store. Now that sounds like that came and went already, right? You were bragging about how good you are with a fidget spinner. No. <laughs> before the show. I was not. You said you have one though. I uh, I did I did get one as a gift, but I mm-hmm. have not actually used it. I have mm-hmm. it sitting on my coffee table. Mm-hmm. You still have this fidget spinner in the box? No, it was not in a box. Well, it's not as collectible. Do they usually then. come in a, <laughs> in a box? Boy, you're out of luck <laughs> on the pre, on the collector's love. market when these fidget spinners are, they're like Beanie Babies. They're mm-hmm. going to be so sought after. I used to collect Beanie Babies. You did? Mm-hmm, Which one was your favorite? The oh, skunk? I had the bear. I had a bunch of the bears. Mm-hmm. I had the Irish, green Irish Sure, bear. the one with the, the little hat on, right? Didn't he have a uh, hat and a... Four leaf clover. Had the, he had the four leaf clover. I had Prince, the Princess Diana themed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bunch of them. There's Do you still have them? No, I gave them away uh, at a certain point when I got a little old. Okay. To have a big collection of them. It's a little hard to still bring the Beanie Babies around. The yeah. boxes. <laughs> Do you remember? It didn't. They didn't come with me to my dorm. That's for sure. No, he didn't. Do you remember this guy? I'm going to play the audio. The sample, that's how few of these we have. SF8228. Here we go. CVS. It would be on late nights. We are going to do this now. I'm sorry for the confusion, but gang, 
I did not realize that this one has already been pulled. I'm going to let it air. One, I'm going to let it air tonight. You better buy it. SF8228. Here we go. We're going to give you Santa. We're going to give you peace. We're going to give you glory. We're going to give you Princess Aaron, Valentino, Curly, and Blackie and Cubby. And I found out that is why Blackie and Cubby are retired. Blackie and Cubby are retired, but we're going to go ahead and put them in this package, and we're going to let this run one more time. Santa and the Eight Bears, make sure you... I had I had all but two of those. Okay, you had... Because this guy would be on the Home Shopping Network mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. This guy who looks like uh, looks like a, a like a, a, a truck driver, and he's yelling about Beanie Babies all night long. <laughs> Don West was his uh-huh. name, and he would be like plugging these Beanie Babies. These are all rock bottom. Rock bottom prices on this right here, sixty nine ninety five. Now, if, if anything, where they are wholesale, there's been uh, you know they're, they're actually trading a couple of dollars more <laughs> on the wholesale level than where they were, say. Uh, eight. Yeah. Oh, Beanie Babies! I wish they paid off. Did you you, they you had a collection? I had a few ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to. Uh, Let's just say I have a few of, uh, I had a few of Blackie ready to go. Mm-hmm. The Black Bear. I didn't have that one. Well, I think we might be able to do some business. I had Curly. After the show, you had Curly. <laughs> oh, I didn't have Curly. I, think. <laughs> I had Peace. You had Peace. I had a bunch of those. It's, uh, we ended up with Bitcoin, though, as the thing. What if it was, be- it could have been Beanie Babies. As a- right? As the it's black like, market yes, internet It could have been a currency. <laughs> could have been Beanie Babies. Where you would just, that's what, that's what people traded in. Mm. Like, against the currency. Mike, who's good here? I wanna, I wanna open these, I wanna talk to these people and then open the line so if uh, people wanna say anything to Rebecca, they can. Who's who's a uh, who's a hang uh, uh, been on for a while too? Now, line four is really good. Though. Line four is good. Yeah. All right, line four. Best show. Hi. Um. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, my name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you, Elizabeth? Hey, Elizabeth. Um, I'm doing all right. You're here with um, me and Rebecca Sugar. Yes, um, hi. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Where are you calling um, from, Elizabeth? So I was just wondering if I could jump into some questions, or... Sure. You can jump into some questions. Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's, that's Oh, Rebecca fine. said no. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> I, she said yes. No. She said that's fine. Okay. Um, well, just some kind of, like, trivia questions that I've been wanting to know. Um... So in Earthlings, there's that corrupted Jasper fusion. Um, and I was wondering what its official gemstone name is. Oh. Oh. I don't know if I should say. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we... I guess we've shown her. <laughs> She's going to say it. She's so close to saying it, Elizabeth. I feel like I need to, you know what, I'd want to, I'd just, I'd want to double check the model to make sure that yes. I'm not 
wrong, but I'll 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 okay. say something. I'll check it. I'll check it when we have a break, and then I'll tell you. All right, I'm gonna just place my bet on it being tiger's eye. I'm just gonna put that out there. Oh, it's it's a type of jasper. It's not tiger's eye. Um, it's a, oh, it's okay. a specific type of jasper that has these very specific uh, types of striations. Um, I just need to double. I want to double check the name of it. But it sounds like the Beanie Baby sound now. <laughs> we got tiger's eye. We saw it. It's got different striations. Um, <laughs> but that's. A, I think that's a really good theory, though. I really like that. And you're and you're very. I think close. Oh, okay. Um, so can I ask you another question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was wondering, uh, if anything really in particular, um, did anything inspire Skinny Jasper, uh, Skinny Jasper design? Oh, Skinny. Uh, you know, I was really trying to sort of channel Dr. Seuss with Skinny. Um, that's what I was sort of thinking at the time. Like some of the more gangly... Dr. Seuss characters, I really love. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> that's what I was thinking about while I was drawing Skinny. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I think that about wraps up all the little questions I've been wanting to ask. So, uh-huh. thank you very much. And Who's I your favorite character you? on the whole <laughs> thing? <laughs> Who's your favorite character, Elizabeth? Uh, Jasper. She's the best gem. Thanks. Oh, I love Jasper. Who's your favorite character <laughs> that has, like, a van? Oh, hmm. Uh, Come on. You can say it. Uh, Onion? Is he an option? Oh. <laughs> Onion's van. All right. That's fine. Hold on. I'm Onion's <laughs> van. I just want to check. I'm going to look at this up really line, quick. Stay on the line. So what, Elizabeth, uh, what, what grade are you in, Elizabeth, if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, I'm in college. So. You're in college, okay. Oh. I'm a freshman. And what are you in school for? Um, I'm just trying to get my associates in um, health sciences. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in, like, nutrition and stuff like that. Can you answer a question for me with nutrition then? If I'm eating like a sub, right? Yeah. Is it better to put more or less cheese on it from a nutritional standpoint? Um, well, it depends. Do you need what cheese gives you? Like, are you lacking in that calcium? Because I think just one slice is, you know. No, I'm not. I'm not lacking. In calcium. Well, if you're not like going over a calorie deficit or anything, then I think you can put like two slices on, no problem. With two slices. All right. And now Mike, who works on the show, right? He eats. We have snacks here, and he loads up on them. I'm trying to tell him it's not a good thing to do, to like pace yourself with the snacks. So are you just chowing down on cheese cubes or? Cheese slices cubes. from a package or cheese cubes? What do you think? This is a comedy bang bang? No, <laughs> we don't got cheese cubes here. We got uh, uh, some. Uh, we got Twizzlers out there. I found some Twizzlers. Just like on the floor or on the street. Mm. I had this. I had to like shoo a couple animals away from it. 
there was like a raccoon eating them. And then, well, I didn't tell those guys that. Whoops. Um, yeah, I have an answer for that. Oh, here's question. your answer. Oh, I was, I was trying to figure out how to how to phrase this because it's sort of specific. So that so we were basing 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 so we were basing it off of a specific type of zebra jasper. If you look it up, oh, there's some that is um, a lot of it is is black and white, but there's some that's tinged orange. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's her name because she would have to decide. She's like a very mustardy color. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily what she would call herself yet. Uh, but if you look up this gem, you'll sort of, you'll see where the inspiration came from. I hope that's a good answer. All right. And so what type of zebra jasper? Zebra jasper, Speaking yes. of mustard, as a, nutri- <laughs> as a future nutritionist. Did you find? How much mustard <laughs> is too much mustard? Oh. Like how much mustard, if I eat mustard during a day? What's um, the, what's the, how, when should the I cut? What should I, when like, should I cut myself off? Like a fourth of a cup. When you get sick fourth of a cup. cup. Uh, mustard's all right. I didn't even get out of bed for half a <laughs> jar. <laughs> right? I make. I have you ever made your own mustard? No, I haven't. I, I learned to do this. I was when I was leaving New York. I was really sad. I wouldn't get to go to McSorley's anymore. I okay. used to go there, like um, okay, buy curious pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had that really this really hot, powerful mustard. So mm-hmm. I was like. I was like, I'm leaving. You gotta tell me how you make this. Uh-huh. I like, I like asked the waiter, mm-hmm. and they said that it, they mix their beer with with mustard powder. Okay. Um, like, like I think almost an equal ratio. So I started making it myself, and I made a big batch of it to have with like cheese and crackers at this party. And Penn thought it was hummus and ate a bunch at once. And then was suddenly like, uh, and and he came and he told he told me, worried like, don't don't eat that hummus. There's something yeah. really and wrong with just it. Just like, yeah, because there's. It's uh, mustard. It was mustard. I yeah. think it was qu- it was quite good, but I think you need to be expecting mustard. Because look, I'll say this, Elizabeth, and you can teach this to your other people. Mustard's not just a topping. It More than a, that. It can be a meal. <laughs> if, if things are a little tight, mustard can be a, a drink. <laughs> you just water just it the down fourth, a little bit. Just the fourth a cup. Just the fourth, just the fourth cup. cup. <laughs> but you dilute it. <laughs> you just dilute it. Yes. Elizabeth, do you draw? Um, a little bit. I just kind of picked it up again. What kind of drawings do you do? Uh, fan art. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, do you do... It's do a you fun draw, little hobby I'm just getting back into. Do you do it digitally? Do you do it on paper? Um, uh, just mostly paper sketches and on a tablet I have, you know, uh, an iPad. Oh, that's awesome. You should definitely keep drawing. I think I will. Have you ever drawn comics? Um, hmm. Not very recently. Maybe some embarrassing, you know, high school kind of anime stuff, but, uh. Yeah, that's my favorite stuff. Embarrassing <laughs> high school anime stuff is my favorite stuff. <laughs> well, that's. See? Have you ever drawn any. Must condiments? Any <laughs> mustard, mustard jars? Com- yes. <laughs> what are your? Yeah. What would that be? Don't steal that. Wait. Don't steal that. We cover uh, your, your mustard. Mustard. Like a Dagwood kind of. Mustard boy. Such, oh. <laughs> right. Mayonnaise man and mustard boy. Be the they just, adventures. They lay together on 
the, the bed of bread. Well, they drive around in the bread. They drive in the bread. <laughs> it's more action-oriented that way. It's a little more exciting. They drive around their, like their Batmobile is is a, a 12-inch sub it's roll. It's cute, like Richard Scary. It is. It'll be like Richard Scary, <laughs> but um, but more with like a uh, kind of like a like a gummo kind of. Oh, feel also. I see. Yeah. Like Richard Scary crossed with Harmony Corrin. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's a fun combination. Mm-hmm. No. Well, Elizabeth, <laughs> thank you for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. You're welcome. All right, thank you, John. Thank you, Becca. Right. So polite. So thank you to me. Most of these people ain't got no time for me. I get these guests in here, and they come on, they go. They just like you're like who's this? Bozo, who's in the in my way, talking to the person I want to talk to. Uh. And she was very polite. <laughs> Best show, hi. Tom, how are you tonight? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? You're here with me and Rebecca Sugar. What's up? Uh, how are you guys doing? This is Tony out in Timmonsville, South Carolina. Tony in Timmonsville. What's going on in Timmonsville tonight? Not too much. Not too much. The weather is uh, is dry, but seasonably nice. We uh, we love it down here. It's uh, uh, something we don't expect. That's that's uh, good. You enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, sounds nice. I, I will. I will. Uh, listen, uh, I'm awesome. calling for a reason. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, what this is my know? last night as oh, a bachelor. No. Oh, as a bachelor, and I want questions. You what? I want questions. Uh, I, I want advice. I want. I want direct questions. Advice. So your wedding is tomorrow. No, it's not tomorrow. Then how's it your last night? When one moves in, when another, sometimes that becomes the last night. Oh, so this is your your significant other is moving in with you tomorrow. Indeed. Oh, congratulations. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. you. And this want... is why I'm calling. I, I seek advice. Okay. Well. Do you like living alone? Is, is this going to be... I, I've lived alone for uh, all of my life, essentially. Uh, we're talking about 18 years. All of your life. You were not You were not raised with your your family? No, I, I had a wonderful okay. family. Uh, I happened to... Uh, uh, had a child at the age of 27 that, uh, did not consummate in marriage, fortunately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so now I'm, I'm confronted with the possibility of living with somebody for the first time in my life. Well, look, what do you got? You got a house? Apartment? An apartment. An apartment. A very small apartment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it might be time. First, I'm going to say, take down the stop sign, take down the Christmas lights. <laughs> that stuff's got to go. What else has to go? The frat house paddle's got to go. Okay. The uh, the the poster of uh, the the all the Pink Floyd albums painted on the naked ladies has to go. Wait, wait, wait but, but what if that's yeah. what they have in common? What is your significant other like? I think is is a big well, part. Of like this. stop signs. Thank you. Yeah. Like, are, thank you. Thank signs. you for uh, some. <laughs> Thank you for some sensitive and legitimate questions. Oh, I'm be not that. being legitimate here. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Some, uh, let me just say this, my friend. Just remember this. 
Rebecca's not here every week. <laughs> Just remember, thankfully, you want to, you want to, thankfully, oh, so now you're selling her out. Boy, you're a real handful. No. Let me, no, I want to no, talk no, to no, this moving that, in with that, you. No, no, no. That's all no, I want to no, talk no. to. No, no, because, because that makes your show completely, completely, completely oh, irrelevant. Let's watch this she's there dance. every week. Let's watch. She's, she, yeah. she helps you out yeah. so much. Yeah. Gregory <laughs> Hines, Gregory Hines did, never, didn't dance as much <laughs> as you just danced out of that. I, I, I did just answer. You're, well, right. Look, You're right. Tell me. Th- I want to know. I want to know. All right. All right. So ask your question. Here we go. No, the question was, what's your significant yeah, other uh, what... all about? That's what Rebecca was oh, asking. Okay. Yeah, so, what, what the, like? so here it is. So here it is. Uh, oh. She is coming from um, Colombia, South America. Um, from, uh, Medellin. And, uh, we met in an amazing way on, uh, match.com, if you want to know the truth. And, uh, and here we are, uh, about a year after that, trying to forge a life together. And, That's and nice. so here I am. I'm 40 years old. I have a 14 year old daughter. And this is the first time that I've ever presented my life to another human being. And I'm calling to ask advice. From a, a hostess with the mostess. What? Uh, well, first of all, Rebecca's a guest. <laughs> I'm the guestess with the mastess. <laughs> yeah. See, but, this this is an ironic, this is an oh, ironic and, and uh, pointed, pointed slap at at Tom um, as the quote unquote hostess. Of course, Rebecca, you have the most in these uh, these two. Oh, I accidentally hung up on him. Oh, <laughs> no. no. What oh, happened? Uh, Mike, what happened to that line? I'm sure it's going to go great. It's really exciting. Yeah. Please it give is. my best to her and to your daughter. Yeah. Just tell me. Is she, I hope she needs to get uh, my recommendation for her is uh, headphones. <laughs> the amount of talking that guy did. Oh, you think he was, uh, you think he was uh, trying to, like, uh, uh, like he was a. Uh, like he was, what, what do they call that, Mike? No, you don't know what you're It's going to be great. He's really excited. He's excited. But he just, he, he, you can't mythologize stuff too much. And you build a pressure and things. Just go do the thing. Just go do it. He's putting all these, he's creating all of these things to get worried about with it. Mm. Like, I'm worried about this because it's this thing and it's a thing. It's like, or you could just be like, you love her, she shows up, and you just start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's good. That's you're good, so right? much nicer than I am. <laughs> you're, so, you're so much of a nicer person. Look, and I think I'm not bad. I meet some of these people. Some of these people are the worst people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and I'm nice compared to them. But you're just like, you're like, Tell me more about the thing. And meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, this guy <laughs> with the move. I feel like I'm living with him now. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. Um, give me one second. I have to turn off the uh, the stream on the sure. other okay. like right. window. I'm Absolutely. sorry. Don't worry. You're being you're being conscientious, and I appreciate it. See that was that sounded nice, right? You're being conscientious, <laughs> and I appreciate it. You're very nice. Okay, hi. I'm sorry. Hi. hi. What's your name? Hi. 
Oh, this is Aaron from Cleveland. Hi, Hi Aaron. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? It's good to talk hey, to you. It's been a while. Good to talk to you, too. I know, it has. I'm Just sorry, I haven't called in. Remember who sang, It's Been a While, right? Who was that? Oh. Nickelback? Uh, it's been a while. I don't know, but I know there's that, like, big creedence, or big cadence where they, like, say a, say a foul word, and on the, uh, like, local, like, chin rock stations and stuff, it was always like, this really big, like, yeah, like, rock where the guys sing with like you know they, you know how people sing from like the throat or chest these guys all sing with like their chin Is that a <laughs> they like clench their jaw for emotional effect i've never heard chin rock yeah. i like that as a as a a genre to avoid yeah. <laughs> so aaron are you still working in the in the uh meat slicing industry yeah i'm, I'm still a uh a journeyman union meat cutter Actually, I'm a cheesemonger these days. Oh, that's right. Um, you were you were making the move into cheese from deli slicing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I can do, I guess, to like afford like whatever lifestyle of buying records and living alone, I can make, maintain. But it's a steady check, and it has benefits, so I, I do that. Good. That's all. Yeah. As long as if you're happy and you're thinking about just always making sure you keep an eye on the next thing, just knowing you don't want to suddenly feel like, oh, what did I do with all my time? As long as you know it, you start, you always think about what's next. So think about what's next, but you take care of what's going on now too. You strike that balance. Yeah, that's, See, that's right? I've been walking that pretty hard for the last like month, I think. It's just like restlessness about where I'm at, like, with a job and having a hard time walking away from something stable, mm-hmm. but, like, knowing that it would be a struggle to try and, like, do anything on, like, an artistic or creative level outside of that. What kind of thing would you um, like to do artistically, creatively? Um, like, probably, like, DJing and, like, music production. Um, my friends and I in Cleveland have been running a party for, it'll be three years this weekend. And we've been able to DJ, like, kind of all around the East Coast and, like, region, like, Midwest and Rust Belt and stuff. And That's awesome. That's could, awesome. And, like, doing it. two of my, like, co-founders are just in Berlin and stuff to DJ over there. And wow. It's something that with a few years of, a few years more of, like, really putting screws to it could be, like, you know, something theoretically you could live off of with just, like, a, like a supplementary income, but... Um, I don't know. It would also mean like either having to take a big risk and move to a large city and really invest full time in that or living somewhere like, you know, Cleveland where you're just in this place that like doesn't really get attention like the coast does, but it's cheap. So you stay there. But there's, there's nice things about that too, about being in cities that aren't just major cities look i live in new jersey i know what it's like i'm next to new york city but i'm not in new york city i like being in new jersey i like getting that i like being adjacent to to where the stuff is going on but i also do like the things when they can kind of be a little quieter or or uh clicked down too so definitely yeah, if Cleveland makes sense, if that's the right balance, and that's a big city, but yeah, um, I don't know. It, it's okay. Like, I'd like to invest more time into like building an infrastructure here, or doing stuff 
either in like kind of more like organized leftist politics and like DIY culture and mm-hmm. like autonomous like community music space uh, or like a rave warehouse or something like that. But it's kind of difficult, and I think everyone's in the position that I'm in, so it's mm-hmm. like everything's really up in the air right now. Wow. But it'll shake out, I'm sure. Big cities that are not super hot are kind of exciting too because they, you can do weird stuff there. You can find, do you think you can find little pockets where you could do stuff without it being the most expensive thing to pull off? Yeah. I mean, I think we have, um, to a small extent, like at the kind of club that we do stuff at now, Mm -hmm. being able to do things all night would be really nice, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, they did it in Pittsburgh and stuff. There's that club that's in, like, the men's bathhouse that goes all night every weekend. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, an incredible, like, regional attraction. It, it's, like, an excellent place to go see the kind of music that we play and stuff. Um, it's just, it, it takes, like, an investment and, like, people who either have the capital to start it up or the space to start it up wanting to, like take the risk on something that isn't the most mainstream thing ever. Well, you definitely are in it to some degree, and that's... You do what you can do. Life's, yeah. Life, it's hard, it's hard find, striking the balance with all this stuff. Are you a fan of Steven yeah. Universe, Aaron? You know, you know, I feel really terrible. I think I'm the only trans woman under 30 who hasn't seen Steven Universe. So I apologize, Rebecca, but I know that, like, your work actually means, like, a lot to a lot of friends of mine. So thank you for that. She's, oh, well, thank you. She's um, so mad right now. I'm, you seen it. I'm sure. There's smoke coming well, out of her ears. Thank you so much. I, I'm actually maybe most familiar with Steven Universe just through, like, seeing a lot of, like, fandom stuff while, like, scrolling absentmindedly on the Internet. How do you feel about a lot of the fandom stuff and, like, the kind of era of, like, you know, death of the author author and, like, interactive media and, like, people kind of, you know, just, like, the generalized, like, how expansive fandom culture is nowadays oh, I mean, I with, have, like, your own intellectual property? I have a lot of thoughts about it. I mean, I I was such a fan of other things. I mean, I was part of fan communities when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I understand how that's its own entity. Uh, and the, I remember being a huge fan of specific fan artists in a way that was very different than me being a fan of the thing itself. So I, and the way that uh, something would connect me with other people and, that, and the way that that community would feel. Like, it's its own thing. So it's interesting now to be making something, especially something that's – the show is really personal to me. Um, mm-hmm. but then I also, I also understand that the fan culture is its own thing. And I just, mostly, I just really appreciate that because I remember what that was for me. And I know that it's a little separated. It's almost a little lonely because I can't be inside of that. I know right. I, yeah. I, like I, you <laughs> can't be a part of your own fandom because you'd be writing your own canon outside of the canon of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just, I'm too inside. But I, yeah. but I love it. I mean, I completely, I completely get it. And I'm so honored that people feel that way about something I made that I used, to, the way that I used to feel about something, other things that were real. Like the idea that the thing I'm making is, is the real thing is, 
it's it's all it's been hard to get my head around. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I have learned to understand it and to sort of accept that they're two different things and they're connected, mm-hmm. like all people. It's with each other. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. It's it's funny because, I, like, I found with this show for whatever that is, it's like if you're in charge of the thing, you need to also be, you know how to be your own judge of what's working and what, what you, where you need to go with it and what you need to do less of and do more of as you go f- forward with it. Mm-hmm. And you kind right. of, the but the audience might have completely different answer to what that is. If you were to say, what should we do in the next season of Steven Universe? The audience might say one thing, but you have lived with it more than anybody could ever live. It's like mm-hmm. when when it comes to it, no fan could ever think about it as much as you've thought about it because you had to take it from nothing to something. And that's not to put, I'm not putting that fans. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a- you need to be ahead of the, the audience ultimately to go where a thing, where you feel the thing has to go. Yeah. And I, I, I always want to be able to surprise and excite people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel mm-hmm. a relationship with, the audience. I, well, there's something that I believe about art in general. Um, a long time ago, I, re- I read, for, as part of a class, I read some of this book called The Lover's Discourse by Roland Barthes that talked mm-hmm. about... Yeah. Yeah, it talked about a, like, a love relationship as being um, the image and the image repertoire, that you fall for the image you have of this person, and then the series of images that you associate with that person, that becomes the repertoire, the image repertoire of your relationship. And as a huge comic book fan, I was reading this thing that I, that obviously wasn't supposed to be about comics, but I was just thinking, like, this is like the this love that I feel for these strangers that make this art that I love. It feels so personal. And, and a lot of people I knew were like this too, where you'd meet these strangers and you'd be like, Oh, like you, like you mm-hmm. have this connection with them and they don't know you because they don't have an image repertoire for you, but you have it for them. So I started thinking about all of it very differently. Like, uh, I started thinking about comics as a relationship. And like, if you're sitting across a table from someone, you know, there are ways, and this is, I'm, i don't know much about dating. I haven't done a lot of dating, but I feel like if you're if you're sitting across the table with someone that you want to get to know, you know, you you want to tell them about yourself, but if you tell them what you think they're going to want to hear, they're going to know instantly that that mm-hmm. is boring. And if you also just talk about yourself and have no interest on, in whether or not they understand it, that's going to be boring too. The the only thing you can do is sort of express yourself in a way that you hope someone would be interested in and try to connect with them and I started to think about comics as that image repertoire and like the work as a conversation that I would be having with the audience where I'm saying like, Oh, I really, I really care about this. I really want you to care about this. I really hope that this is as interesting to you as it is to me. So Mm. that's always what I'm trying to do with the work. So it's not, it doesn't feel like separated from the audience. Like I really want it to, to be back and forth, which is tough when you're making something animated because you're making it a year Everything is coming out a year yeah. after you make it. So I'm sort of, a lot of it I'm sort of trying to trust myself where it's just, where it's like, you know, if I were receiving this, like how would I feel like you, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a almost do unto others way. Uh, yeah. How do I keep this would interesting you, for me? I'm sorry. And us. Yeah. I was going to say, would you, um, would you be like more inclined to like challenge 
your audience towards the point to the point of almost like risking alienating them if it meant getting some kind of more cathartic understanding of your creation for yourself? Oh my gosh. That was a really good, <laughs> good question. I'm sorry. No, I can, no, that's a really good question. I mean, it's. I'll answer this one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to do that as a person. So I don't think that would ever be something that I would strive to do. Like mm-hmm. if I were at the point where, where I'm talking to someone and what I'm saying makes them like recoil from me in in horror because it's sort of that self-absorbed i would be like no 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 no. i didn't mean it like like that wait 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 no forget that like what like where where do we have a common ground on this or something like that i don't know i, I try to treat it like um i guess but i'm trying to think of how that relates to the work i mean there's something i want to say and with the show it always comes down to my relationship with my brother because that's what the show is about and mm-hmm. um, the kind of sort of unconditional love that I've been lucky enough to experience from him and from the, the people in my life and also the inspiration that I feel from my team. And so I think I'm always looking for new ways to express that. And if I were to express that in a way that did alienate someone, I think at that point I would be okay with that because I would be like, well, this is a, ref- this is a reflection of the people that I care about. And if somebody can't handle that, then I'm not trying to be like political or anything here. I'm just trying to tell the truth and always in good faith. Mm -hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I I definitely don't mean like just, you know, being like not alienating in the sense of like just being blatantly offensive, but like pushing your own like artistic vision and exploration of your like themes for the show in a direction that, like maybe the fandom kind of can't relate to on their own anymore. Like not in a, in a a kind of like vacuum of like, so I guess solely on the merit of like artistic. Right. I do think, I do think that happens too, because there is one thing that I, that I just would never want to give up, which is that I love cartoony cartoons. Like I love Mm -hmm. cartoons that go off model. Like I like funny drawings and i think there are people who would like the show to be a little more pretty and serious in a way that i would never it does it sometimes but i love like fleischer cartoons like i love like animation history i like like russian cartoons like i like strange i like canadian cartoons Mm -hmm. i like cartoons that Mm -hmm. are that are really funny looking um i do think that if I did go too far in that realm, I mean, I, I can't help it. I love that stuff. I like, I, when I was doing comics, I would get a lot of flack for, for doing very wrinkly, uh, people would describe them as very ugly drawings. Uh-huh. And I'm very proud of those drawings because I, I just love to think about the physicality of cartoon characters. Um, it's something I love about like Looney Tunes. And, yeah. and just and just a lot of like really beautiful classic cartoons have this incredible physicality like and physical humor uh 
I'm going off on a on a big tangent, but that is that is something where it's like, and I I always want to. That's the thing too, though. It's like if someone isn't doesn't like that because they feel that they can't take it seriously. Mm. I'm always on a quest to be like, I want to make you love this. <laughs> yeah. I want you to get really psyched about how funny and uh, real this this body is, this face is. Well, look. The one thing I took away from what you just said was. You trust your team. That's very true. And it must be uh, someday I would like to experience that feeling <laughs> of knowing that the people who are seemingly on your side, you don't have to worry about which one is going to get you. Because <laughs> oh. it's like a hornet's nest around here. Well, how do you how do you feel, Tom? Like, how's my how's my direction? How's your direction? Yeah, when you when you were oh, when you on do the a show. session. Yeah, am I too hard on you? No, you care. That's all. Well, we'll do a session right now. <laughs> Steven! <laughs> Steven! <laughs> Steven! <laughs> That's the one thing. At some point, you're gonna just have to. I'm gonna re- request that you gather all the Stevens in together the stock library. and just have like a soundboard. What if I just had a soundboard in the booth and I'm just like <laughs> Steven? Like I'm like Steven. I want to put it in a piano so you and can play like, a melody. <laughs> no, it's you care, and that's the one thing about the show. The not one, the one thing, the one. Well, I'm gonna say goodnight, Aaron, so I can open up a line. Oh, here. thank you for the question. Okay. Really... okay, of course. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it's, that was you know a really thoughtful response. Uh, it was cool to talk about Barth on air and stuff. And even though like I come to the best show sometimes for things like. I haven't been able to stop thinking about Andrew Dice Clay saying a belly full of milk for the better part of a yeah, month no, and a half that, now. That scarred all of us. Wait. We're all... <laughs> Wait, what? Is, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. We can't even talk about it on no. air. It's, yeah. it's so... It was so I wish we bleak, could, Rebecca. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I'm trying, right. trying to keep it... Deep. Thank you for the call. I'll talk to of you. Of course, it was great oh, talking to you. And also, Bye-bye. you know what you should do is uh, probably watch one episode of the show. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. I'm joking. <laughs> so, yeah, like, look, you care about the show. That comes through in the, sh- the whole show. Like, you're a kid, you're watching Flintstones. You're just like... Nobody cared about making oh, this thing. Oh, there's some be- there's some beautiful no, there's stuff no, but, going on the Flintstones. No, I'm talking not the pure, not the not the. I'm talking about like when you watch a thing where it's like it could be like the Cocoa Pebbles commercial level mm-hmm. Flintstones. Fred's gone, Mel Blanc's gone, and it just feels like this thing's only here because it's a property. Mm. Which is, but it's like it's clear every episode. You are pouring your guts on the table for. Oh, thanks. I, 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 it's true. I don't know if it's healthy or wise, but you can't not do it. It's it's not optional. Yeah. Right. Because you know when you're gonna if you're gonna do it you're gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, it's really I. It's you, I try very hard always. You couldn't just be like, "What? Okay, Steven goes. He gets a motorcycle." <laughs> like if you're just like in a room, you're like, "All right, 
the Steven goes and then one of the crystal germs goes and gets the <laughs> thing with the, they get a motor, two motorcycles together and then they ride it down the street. <laughs> we did, we did have a thing. So they made a mad, a mad libs. Okay. And in one of the mad libs, they had a thing. It, the story was about how Garnet surfs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually like, I actually really like that. Yeah. So I'm like, we, no, we've like... been very close to turning the mad libs <laughs> into, in, page into an episode about garnet but that's not like you're like look if there were episodes where you're just like you're just like all right they go and they get uh they go to an imax movie (laughs) or you're just putting like anything that's around you're just like they go in an escape room and they're trying to get out of the escape like anything you're reading in like the oh yeah zach said he did do one of those i did one i was so bad at it oh yeah oh so useless I went in that look. I know I came on the show and said I solved it by myself. And that was a, that's not true. <laughs> I did not solve the escape room by myself with time to spare. No, I went in the thing and I'm in the room. And it's like one of these like, meh, she 40s kind of thing. It was just like, this. like, there was like a, like a, like a receptionist who was done up like 40s style. And she's just like. She's like, man, I look for the clues or whatever. Like, and then I'm like looking through these toy airplanes on the one table, and she's like, look at the numbers underneath them. And there's like, like, like uh, coordinates written on it, like, like. Uh, and I'm like trying to figure it out. I spent like fifty. I'm staring at this thing for like forty five minutes of playing, and then finally, like we we didn't solve the thing. The group didn't solve it. And then I said to her at the end, it's like, well, what did the plane She said, yeah, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> so it's like, you let me stand there for 45 minutes staring at the bottom of this air, these like toy airplanes with, that had. Wait, but you, you were guided to that, right? Yeah, That's no, not she, your fault. No, she burned me on it. <laughs> but I was just, it, hardly didn't, fair. it did not play to my skill set mm-hmm. at all. Like I was just like, what? And I got distracted because it was supposed to be taking place in the 40s, but then there was like a bookshelf and it had like, a Susan Powder exercise book on it that they clearly bought books like at like from like Goodwill uh, for like ten dollars a you know for they bought like a shelf. I was like, you want you want full immersion. I was like, yeah. I was like, you couldn't not have the early nineties exercise book on the shelf because some of the books had clues. Like it was like, do the books have clues in them? I was like, well, this one is clearly from the future. <laughs> what was that here? Part of the point. Or no? No, it was just it didn't have like a button inside of it or something. Somebody's uh, somebody's a uh, little tight with their with their uh, with their uh, <laughs> prop budget over at the escape room. Uh-huh. Mike, who's good here? Hi, best show. Hi. Hi, welcome to the best show. You're here with me and. Rebecca Sugar. Hi. Woo. Hi, my name is Lana. Hey, Lana. I'm a college student. I'm studying animation. Oh, that's great. Oh, what kind yeah, of animation? Yeah, I'm a senior. What kind of animation? Uh, 2D. Do you? 2D. Oh, that's great. What's your favorite stuff? Yeah. My favorite stuff? Yeah, what kind of animation do you like? Uh, yours. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> um, oh. I don't know. It's like. Iron Giant, I don't know, a lot. Mm, so many. Mm, I see. It's great stuff. That gives me a 
Yeah, I actually, um, yeah, I'm a student of uh, Chris McDonald. I mean, I had one class with him. But, oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, have you seen his yeah. comics? Yes. I, I really, I really, well, I mean, I still really like them. I used to really like them. I really like his comics. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. Um, Iron Giant. I had, yeah. You ever see, like, <laughs> I uh, to ask. the old family dog shorts? No. Stuff? Oh, my gosh. You should, ch- you should check it out. It's, like, old uh, Brad Bird stuff. Oh, wait. You know what? I think I saw one of them recently. Yeah. Yeah. You Good should. Stuff. You should find. I mean, I, when you say you're studying animation, do you want to be like an animator? Do you want to be a storyboard artist, a designer? What are you thinking? I have yet to decide because um, I love all of it. <laughs> I really think I'm leaning towards storyboards, so. though. You should check out um, Brad if you like Brad Bird. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a a packet you can find it online called Storyboarding the Simpsons Way, and there's also a set of notes. It's Brad Bird's notes on King of the Hill boards. If you look up those things, you can find them, and they're really helpful. Uh, they'll have he'll do sort of a before and after where it's like here's this shot, and then here's my notes on this shot, and like he'll just pull the horizon line down a little bit to give things more impact. He'll make sure everyone's feet are in frame. I learned a lot mm-hmm. from this from these guides, so if you like him, you should check that stuff out. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will. Um, I wanted to ask. If you had any like advice for like right after graduating, like what what did you do? I'll right feel I'll feel this one actually. <laughs> for animation <laughs> one must ask themselves what is a drawing? <laughs> you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, What is a drawing? Are you ready to do that, Lana? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's it. That's, Sounds good. That, that's our advice for this. Now, <laughs> what advice do you have, Rebecca? Well, I didn't get a job right away. I think it's really critical that you have personal work going on, that you're just making mm-hmm. making stuff and really pushing yourself and testing yourself. I did a lot of uh, internships. That didn't necessarily go anywhere, but the whole, while I was doing that, I was keeping up my personal work. And when I eventually did right. get a job, um, it was because they had seen my comic books, uh, and it was because they were aware of my student film. Um, so original work, original films, uh, that that's the most helpful. I actually didn't have a reel, but that's really bad advice. You should have a reel. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> And also, I think doing this, doing what you're doing right now is really helpful. I think part of the reason that uh, even though it took me a little bit to get work, I was always trying to track down the people that I looked up to and ask them advice. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my first job in comics. And that's a, eventually how I got my test for Adventure Time. Was And I wasn't doing it in pursuit of a job. I was just like, this is a person I want to learn from. I want to get to know them and, and just find out you know, how they did this and, and what they think I should do. Uh, and getting, I got a lot of critiques, like at comic conventions, I would show my comics to people I looked up to and and just be like, like, what do you, what do you think? Give me advice. And people would tell me like, you know, your lettering's bad. Your inking is horrible. I mean, it was really devastating stuff, but if I hadn't heard that, I never would have gotten a chance to improve. Um, I got some notes from, uh, it was Eric Larson of Savage Dragon told me my perspective Mm -hmm. was just terrible. So I started studying perspective really, really hard. 
And so anytime you can open yourself up to those kind of critiques and take them and just use them as fuel to improve yourself, and then your work will speak for itself, and then you just sort of have to wait until you're in the right place at the right time, which you will be if you're always trying to find where that is. So uh, best of luck, I think. And now I will give more advice <laughs> based on that. Sure. <laughs> and, and t- please tell me, do you, when you look at the mirror, do you scream at yourself? Um, no. What's wrong with you over and over? <laughs> You don't? No. Why not? I've never done that. Wait, that's not what mirrors are for? <laughs> Hold on a second. What are they for then? If they're not to look at and scream at yourself, what's wrong with you? Okay. What about what about when it's like, who is that? Who are you? Who, yeah, who are you? That's what, oh, yeah. those moments are weird. Stop I lying. Those. I have those. You ever look at yourself no, and go, oh, shut up. <laughs> Everything kind of becomes, like, uh, weird for a second, and you have to look away because you're like, oh, gosh, that's me. It becomes, it's really weird. Yeah, I get it. Do you ever sit? You? Do you ever talk to yourself? Me? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Um, yeah. I'm, I get really, if I'm alone, I get really weird. I don't like being alone, and okay. I, I will talk to uh-huh. myself. So you're not good at being alone? No, I'm very bad at it. I, that's, my student film is about, is about okay. that. I'm good at being alone. You're good at it? I I have another question. I'm really good. Well, hold on one second, Lana. I'm really good at it, but sometimes (laughs) I'll have a conversation with myself. And then eventually it gets to the point if it gets heated, I say something out loud where I'll just be like, oh, shut up. (laughs) So if anybody was watching it, they just see somebody being completely quiet, just starting to shake their head now, and they just go, oh, shut up. Is it because you're thinking something that you, and you don't like the thought that you had? Oh, I don't know. It's 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 like going from point A to B to C to D. <laughs> but just like at some point, it's like, this needs to be said out loud. And then it's like, wait a minute. No one else is here. So go ahead, Lana. You have another question? Yeah. Um, Rebecca, you said you had your dream cast, your dream voices. Um, how did you go about, like, getting those people? Because I have, you know, a list myself. And there's people who are semi-famous but not like crazy famous but it's still hard to get a hold of them you know so i see well well, we work with there's a person who's directly involved in casting and there's also my production staff that's in touch with that person uh i'm back and forth with you know my casting person at the studio so it's all done i'll i'll make notes uh personalized letters drawings to send to people uh especially when there's someone that i you know, really have specific, something specific that I want, um, some specific reason that I want them for this part. Like I always want to tell them first and make sure that they're interested. Uh, so I'll usually prepare letters and drawings and then I'll send that through all my contacts at the studio who will reach out to their Mm. people. And so it's, it's all going through very official channels except i don't know if that mm-hmm. was, i think i actually contacted you directly though Tom. yes you just sent me an email yeah nice. <laughs> um so i'll do that sometimes but if i can so so lana who else other than me <laughs> and ap mike are on your this list of dream people to do voices on your um well have you of you heard of the McElroy brothers podcast oh yeah i know them yeah, I love those guys. Oh, I, know I only just started listening to them like uh, last spring, but 
they've just like taken over my daily life. Right. <laughs> and it's really great to listen to podcasts while you're working. So yeah. my brother, um, my brother, and me. I just love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're great. <laughs> All right, wow. My brother, my brother loves my brother, my brother, and <laughs> or my brother loves awesome. Adventure Zone. Uh, yes, I know. Well, thanks for the call. I'm going to open the lines up. All right, thank you so much. I. Now, what would you think? Just like, just give me, give me an opinion. You just as a voice, as a, a connoisseur of voices. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this voice? If you heard this, hold on, let me get this right. And you're you're casting voices, and then you hear this voice. I am Jason Gore, going to be in here with you for a couple of hours, and at 9 o'clock tonight, from 9 until midnight, three hours of some of the deepest classic rock you've ever heard on the radio. In fact, some of it you may have never heard on the radio. English Nick gives you the vinyl vineyard from 9 until midnight tonight. You can hear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our HD2 channel, and you can also go to 96rock.com right now and get a little taste of it, but we'll have that coming up at 9 (laughs) o'clock. That's a, I mean, that's. It's a radio. It's a yeah. voice for the radio. Yes, it's a voice for the radio. Sorry, Jason. Okay, well, now imagine this. Imagine you're casting a part. Uh, a mysterious stranger comes to Beach City. And then this is this is sent to you as a file <laughs> for someone interested in reading for that part, interested in playing that part. Jason, go right in with you until 6 a.m. So if there's anything I can do for you on this Saturday morning, 404-741-9696. We'll do some 38 special coming up. After this, we are back with Steppenwolf right here on 96 Rock. Uh, <laughs> that's a, this is a, for a mysterious stranger? Yes. It's a little aggressive for a... Right? I, I think that the upfront nature of of this tone mm-hmm. okay maybe the opposite of mysterious well how about this if uh, how about this for like a like for like a real villain shows up michael i'm going to kill you <laughs> it's gleeful it's yeah mike mike took a little a little joyous about that was the story he told about he got in a shoving match with some kid or something. Oh, I don't no. even remember what it was. He he had a very, a very weird upbringing. It's see like, it's like like Todd Salt. He told Todd Salt about it once, and Todd was just, he was just like, I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. He was like, he's like, this is creepy by my standards. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Mike, apmike.bandcamp.com. Get those headshots. Gold embossed 2017 <laughs> Podcast Hall of Fame, limited edition. That pen will not, that, that pen has a finite amount of gold ink in it. And it, he's not anywhere near an office max or a staples. So when that pen runs out, the odds are, that's it. So when you're doing, how long does an episode take for you to do from, from, from the beginning of the, where the writing starts to when it actually is available for everybody to watch? It takes about nine months. Nine months. Yeah. And that's nine months of just 
It's like it's like an assembly line. Like you have them all going at different places yes. on the assembly line. Everything is stacked. So while we're starting one, we're in the middle of three others mm-hmm. for boards. While we're mm-hmm. also on top of that, we're recording a completely different one. We're doing music for a completely different one. We're animating five other different ones at that time. They are all staggered. Mm-hmm. Now you had said you wanted to come on tonight and tell us the final Steven Universe episode, what happens on it. So we'll, did, go ahead. The floor is yours. I did not say no. that. <laughs> of course you didn't say that. What if that would be like a Bugs Bunny move? Like, and then you're just like, then you do it. Right. He's the best Bugs Bunny. Right. Mm. Everybody knows that. Yes. Right. I love Bugs. He's my favorite. My hero. If I have a hero in this life, it's Bugs Bunny. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, a good uh, mentor. A good mentor. <laughs> yes. Because again, I've said it a hundred times. He just wanted to be left alone. But no, he's a straight shooter. And when you get, when he gets, when you cross him, look out. He's gonna dismantle your brain. You're not gonna know which way's up. You're gonna think it's rabbit season or duck season. You're not gonna know what's going on. And then like a goofball like Daffy Duck, he is he's so over he's out of his league with Bugs Bunny. What 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 kind of version of bugs is like your favorite bugs? Like the is it like the Chuck Jones bugs? Yeah. Like the Fritz Freeling bugs? It's bug. It's like when the, he goes and plays. Clampet bugs? It's when he plays the gas house gorillas. Mm. I believe that's a Fritz Freeling cartoon. Because he's in the field. Look, admittedly, he shouldn't have decided to live in center field. That was on him. <laughs> uh-huh. It was a bad place for his little hutch mm-hmm. to be. But he gets mad. I think that one and the one with the scientist where they fill his hole with water and his his mattress floats up and then that, then they fish him off the thing. Cause then I also, I saw that one. I'm just like, it's like when it got super slow all of a sudden in it, when like the ether went and suddenly it's like, Come back here, you rabbit. <laughs> suddenly it was like, like you, have, you never see any, everything was just like louder and louder and louder. And then suddenly it's something slowed down so much to where it's like, this is unsettling. Cause it was also kind of scary. I used to be very afraid of, uh, um, you know, when bugs, is with the is with that vulture and gets he mm-hmm. falls and then there's a skeleton over top of him, Yo. and the carrot yeah. is he thinks the carrot is mm-hmm. his own yeah heart, he's feeling and he's feeling yeah. his body that that had a very strong effect on me. That was that's upsetting, yeah. But he just uh, he pulled it together on that one, yeah. <laughs> right? How about this voice? If you're casting, Give and then me. you hear. Do you have puppy dogs? <laughs> <laughs> what role would you give that voice on the show? Oh. Other than the talking garbage can <laughs> that's conning people with reverse mortgage. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. I'll find a part for a <laughs> No, I don't. Look, honestly, 
It's the last thing I want. It doesn't seem like Oh, no. No, I'm doing this in front of him. Because <laughs> then he thinks I'm a good guy. It's like, yeah, Tom was going to the mat for me, trying to get him apart. I don't want him on the within 100 miles of the show. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll be n- nauseous if you gave him a part. I like the. I, I like I, the I've, I've drawn. I've drawn Mike before. You've drawn Mike. Yeah, I've drawn drawings of Mike. But I want him to be like, yeah, Tom's a good guy. He was really lobbying to get me the part. <laughs> I don't want him anywhere near it. It's a mistake. You'll get him in that booth. You'll be there eight. Hours. You better get ready. You bet. You be, you better order. You uh, have a, a dinner menu book nearby because <laughs> you're going to be in the booth. You think it goes long when I when you're doing a song with me? Because I, I go in and do a song on Steven Universe. Everybody's like, "Oh, your voice is so great!" It takes them four and a half hours to pull fifteen seconds of me singing in half in tune. Oh, oh, Tom, can you can you describe Frank to me, the engineer? Oh, because we're on other we're on yeah. different coasts. Yeah, this guy Frank, who's the engineer, who patches in, and Frank is always just like. I love Frank. I just don't well, know what he. Look, I don't know what he looks like. He looks like he. I'm sure he looks like the engineer on the West Coast. <laughs> looks like Frank looks like like kind of like Paul Giamatti a little bit. Mm, okay. He's Ball a good. He's, he's a nice looking guy, Frank. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, so we're crystal clear. I don't want him. I want him to think I'm a nice guy. I don't trust him. These are the things I need to do to make him think I'm on his side. Because he'll be he'll be at masses. He'll be like, yeah, and I'm probably going to be on Steven Universe. I'll be bragging. And they'll be like, oh, Mr. Hollywood. Oh, look at Mr. Hollywood. Look at big, big shot talking the thing. You'll get him in that booth. Oh, he'll show up. He'll just be like, he'll come up with his own pages. You don't want, you don't want it. Trust me. You don't. I've directed him multiple times. It's, it's like trying, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like trying, trying to direct a, like a, a, a an, an animal. <laughs> like an untrained animal. Like, cause I've, I've like worked on shows and they'll be like, oh, we need a deer for this scene. So they go, oh, we get the deer wrangler. Deer wrangler? You can't train a deer to do it. This is somebody who caught a deer. Then <laughs> they just bring him to the set. And like, oh, this deer likes to eat candy. Like, that's how I get the deer to walk over toward me. I hold out candy. It's like, oh, so you're killing this deer, feeding the deer nutter butters. <laughs> and the deer keeps walking toward you. That's, and that's what it's your, like. That's, that's your system that's Mike. with Mike. That's what Not it's like. With Mike. It's pizza, though. Pizza. It's pizza and, and plugging apmike.bandcamp.com. I'll keep that in mind for our session. That's his nut. For our session? No. No. You're not listening. <laughs> I don't do it. Look, put him on one of the, uh, put him on, like, throw him over to, like, I don't know, like, Wee Bear Bears or something. Like, dump him. Make him someone else's problem at Cartoon Network. Right? Hey, I got the best guy for you. I we can't. He won't work with us, but maybe he'll work with you guys. Like act like, or just say, "Oh, he did a huge thing with us. It's so great." This guy, AP Mike. Wait till you get this guy in the booth. 
You hearing all this, Mike? Yeah. Dudio? Yeah. Oh, he's not happy. See, now he's going to be, he's going to be giving me the look. Oh, you know, you could have pitched me for the thing. I'm, Jason, I played your clip of the thing. Maybe you shouldn't have played Steppenwolf. Maybe Rebecca doesn't like Steppenwolf or 38 Special. Wait, was that first clip Dudio? Yeah. Oh, that's him. You have, you have a great voice for radio. Wow. But Steven Universe doesn't take place at a radio station. Those days are behind you, I am Jason Gore, going to be in here with you for a couple of I am Jason Gore, going to be with you. From it's great. Oh, no, he's great. He is great. Jason Gore in with you until 6 a.m., so if there's anything... Not nuts about the... uh really little, little close to the mic, but... Yeah. <laughs> but... Best show, hi. But... If I do that, I feel bad. If I do that, Wait, hang on a second. You're wrong. You're wrong. Wait, am I... Am I actually you're on, you you're on. Hi. Oh, my God, this is like a dream come true. <laughs> well, thank you. It's exciting. I'm here. I appreciate oh it. Your dream hang has on, come true. On. What do you want to ask me? I have to say something. I am suffering from crippling depression. I am so sad. It has made me unable to walk. The only thing that can cheer me is hearing you say, I turn myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Greg. Please say that. <laughs> Not doing it. You might have to go see a, a. You might have to go see a professional about that crippling depression. Cause... Oh my god! I can't believe you. Oh. Wait a minute! I just broke character. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. What's going on? What do you? Uh, what, what, what do you want to say? Well, I was just trying to. I just wanted to ask. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so nervous right now. Don't worry. I'm... Relax. Relax. You're with your friends. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, I'm an artist, too, kind of. Not very good one, but I am one. I'm sure that's not true. That The part yeah. that you're not very good, I'm sure it is true that you're an artist, and I'm sure that's not true that you're okay, not Yeah, I just need... <laughs> Do you have, like, any of those... Um... Okay, this is a question for Rebecca. Do you have any of those, like, artist feelings where you, like, think, oh, man... Do people, like, understand what I'm saying here, or are they going to totally uh, misinterpret it and think that I'm saying something else? Oh. And then everybody goes around and is, like, saying, oh, it means this. And you're like, oh, no, it doesn't mean that. Of course. I worry about that all the time. Um, yeah. I'm good. I think, yeah. It's sort of a – anytime I think anyone says anything, there's always the fear of being misunderstood and – we put okay, I was trying to joke you into talking about Malachite. <laughs> Sorry if that's a bit uh, deceptive. About Malachite? Well, is there? Do you have an interpretation of Malachite that you think was not my intent? Uh, maybe, maybe not. All I know is that it's like really polarizing, and people have argued about it for so long. And like, I want to know what is it. Um, it's a toxic relationship. But, like, 
in what way? Is it, like, drawn from something in your life? Is there, like, some sort of intent behind it? Is it, like, specifically something like that? Or? Well, yes, but I don't think I want to go too deep into it. It's definitely based on toxic experiences that I've had in the past. Oh, sorry for bringing that up then, if that's the case. Yeah, but I think it's it's meant to be a, a reflection of that, of a, of a very uh, a very toxic relationship. Okay. The, I think I've calmed down a little bit now, so now I'm going to ask my non-panic question. What would Jasper's favorite flavor of ice cream be? Jasper's favorite flavor of ice cream? Jasper's favorite flavor of ice cream. I, I mean, God, I feel like there would be many steps we'd have to go through to get to the point where she's, first where she's eating ice cream for some reason, and then to where she would enjoy that. So I don't... Oh, no, I don't think she'd ever eat ice cream. I mean, like, just in any situation where she would. Let's just say she gets transported to some fanfic universe, and her entire mind changes, and she suddenly wants to eat human ice cream. What would her favorite flavor be? Jasper's favorite flavor. Ah. Man. Just say vanilla. <laughs> I, well, I don't think it would be vanilla. That seems... Rum raisin. That seems easy. Um, I don't know, maybe like, I feel like it would have to be something challenging. Cookie Monster. Something challenging? Yeah, like... Cookie Monster. Yeah, like Cookie, Cookie Monster or like, or... What, like Rocky Road with Real Rocks? No, I think that, I think that would be uncomfortable to eat. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, like some, like raw cookie dough or something, something, something that would be impressive if you were able to eat and enjoy it she wouldn't want to go the easy route she'd yeah, never it would never sense. be vanilla or strawberry chocolate or something something easy she would have to do something more difficult mm. all right, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta get all these calls in before the show's over okay. oh okay all right thank you for calling you're welcome by the way becky you go on 4chan what you go on 4chan the steven universe oh, all the time. they want me to ask about that Oh, I love 4chan. You just catch me in. 4chan. Oh my god, you do! Oh, I'm there all the time. Oh no! No, of course I'm not. My mom doesn't let me do that. Oh, my mom doesn't either. But don't tell her. Okay. Bye. Best show. Hi. Final Hello. calls. Hi. Welcome to the best show. You're here with me and Rebecca Sugar. What? To whom are we speaking? I'm Julia from California. Hi, Julia. Hello. Um, can I ask some questions about animation? Yes, of course. Um, I was wondering, what, how did you start animation? Like, at the very beginning, what did you do to get there? How did you start? I mean, when I was really young, I was making flip books, and I was just doing whatever I could. And I, I went to a camp at the Children's Museum when I was very little, and... Uh, that was my first chance to actually like shoot uh, drawings. I didn't have access to anything like Flash um, or any programs at the time, so I was doodling on paper and just trying to learn how to make it move. And I was reading a lot of books. I read like Chuck Jones's books, 
Tokamak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I would, I would just try and pick up anything I could about how it was actually made and, and then just draw and try and figure it out. And then it wasn't really until I got to college that I was able to, like, really make, like, put whole films together. But I did do, I actually did stop motion animation when I was in middle school and high school. Um, I made puppets, I made armatures and, and covered them in clay and shot them with a handheld camera. That's how I did animation early on before I kind of had the material to do it with drawings. I had an old book, it was an Ardman book about quote unquote 3D animation because at the time there wasn't another 3D animation. So um, yeah, I learned from that and it was really helpful. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can I um, ask something about the show real quick? Yeah, real quick. Okay. So, the way the gems are made of light, how does that work for, like, body and hair? Like, Bismuth has a tattoo, and she obviously had changed that. So could, like, a gem hypothetically change their hair color? Hmm. Yeah. It, it would take an awful lot of effort. I think a gem's palette is always going to be sort of reflective of the the gem that they are and that can shift and alter especially in like different lights um and i suppose if when you reform if you're if you're concentrating really powerfully on on reinventing some aspect of yourself then you could you could will that to change as as you could also will yourself to have a tattoo as bismuth did um so yes, that's a good question, and there is there is some flexibility there. It just takes a lot of hard work, just like with people. Yeah. Yeah. All, all right. Yep. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bye. Is it ever hard to keep track of all the stuff with all that? Because I can't keep track of stuff in my own head with things. My yeah. head's like a sieve. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I like thinking about it. Okay. So then no, it's not. <laughs> I have a, yeah, but uh, sometimes, I'm already second-guessing what I just said, because I guess a person can't really concentrate really, mm-hmm. really hard and change the color of their hair. But I meant more like emotional growth. Sure. Or deciding to, to putting in the effort to decide to get a tattoo and what it would be, that, mm-hmm. that kind of effort. You ever see... I'm amending my answer. You ever see Dudio's tattoo? No, I'd love to see Dudio's tattoo. Would I love to see Dudio's tattoo? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Let's just well, let me just ask you, how do you feel about uh thirty eight special? The band thirty eight special. Uh how, how would you feel about a photorealistic tattoo of all the members of thirty eight special? Is that what it is? I can't confirm or deny that. Hi, Besho. Hi. Hi there. To whom are we speaking? Hello, um, you're speaking to Griffin. Hi, Griffin. To Griffin Flattery? Yeah, Griffin. Hi there, how are you doing? Oh, shit, shit, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Ugh. Oh, no. You're out. Please. How would you feel about Oh, um, hi. Hi. Who's this? Uh... This is Maddie from Queens. Hey, Maddie. Is this Rebecca Sugar and Tom? Yes. It is. 
Cool. What's going on, Maddie? Um, I really don't know. I'm um, right there with you. At least okay, you're not um, alone. I was going to say something. Okay, well, okay, um... Uh, I'm sorry. Don't worry. I can't you, you remember. Can find just fine. Um, Maddie, you, you, this is Maddie. Close okay, your eyes. So just, there you go. I just wanted to say that Steam Universe is a really great show. Thank you. And that there's, there's a kid, there's a kid in my new school that wears a Steam Universe sweatshirt every single day. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> he even has curly hair. Oh. He, he, like, he has, like, the curly hair and stuff. I don't know. It's cool. I... He's older than me, though. That's so he... cool. Tell him that I think that that's so cool, and I'm really grateful. Okay. And tell him that I said, what's up, what? bro? No. Uh... Oh, and um, do you remember Liam from like a couple hours ago? Yes. I, how could I forget? Well, he basically reinvented the Pina Colada song. That kind of was the Pina Colada song. Oh, a little yeah, bit. it sounded okay. like the Pina Colada song to me. So it's about picking your nose, though. Yeah, but it's about picking your nose. What if the Pina Colada song was about... Like in the personal ad that the guy put in the thing, he put a thing. <laughs> like, Do you like picking your no-hose? Uh. No? You don't think that would be a good personal he's ad? like, maybe he's like a a weird dude looking for a lady. Who also likes picking her nose. Yes. Look. Who people so like the, pe the lady he's currently with? You didn't know she liked picking your nose yeah. Yeah. the whole time. I didn't know <laughs> it was you, you liked picking your nose. Also, it was my own loving lady. <laughs> Is when he catches, he figures out that it's her. Yeah. All right, Maddie, I got a I got a boogie here, and uh, oh, okay, that's did, fine. Did you have something else to say? Um, no, not really. I mean. I, I need advice, actually. All right. What do you need advice about? Starting middle school. Oh, man. What do you What do you think you need advice about in regards to middle school? I don't know. Just like, well, like, what would, what do you think? Um, that's a, man, middle school is rough. Yeah. I had a rough time. Mm -hmm. Everybody keeps telling me that, and they're supposed to be encouraging me, like it's gonna be okay. Well, you know, you know what I liked about middle school. I was I, I had some good, really good teachers in middle school that showed me some really cool animated films in class that actually got me really excited and definitely set me on a path. Um, I think middle school is like a great creative time. It's really exciting because you're like growing, you're changing a lot. Like I would say going into middle school, like, like let your, like lean into all the changing, like get excited about whatever you're excited about. And then the second you're like excited about something different, just like get into that 
and like just go wherever your heart is taking you at any moment and like make a lot of stuff and don't the other thing that's exciting is like you don't if you were like I don't know if you draw do you draw yeah I like to draw yeah draw a lot and you know you're in middle school so it's like you, you it doesn't have to be anything yet like you know you can let these all be years of experimenting because like you don't have to do like the perfect drawing you know you're just trying yeah. stuff out and treat everything it's like that you, you can keep going. Oh, I just, yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> my advice to you in middle school is, look, it's really hard sometimes, and it's, sometimes it's fun. But just realize, okay. realize this. At some point in your life, uh-huh. you, you will be able to look back at that and say, it, it's, it's done and I got through it. And you'll get through it. And you'll also realize things that might feel like the end of the world when you're in it are not the end mm-hmm. of the world. They're not the end of the world. You'll get you'll get through it. It might not be easy, but you will get through it. Okay, thank you. Okay, sorry. I, I tried. Also, if don't let, like, when I was in middle school, like, people made fun of me all the time. And, and I would get mm-hmm. sad. Don't worry about don't worry about that stuff. People just like that. Like I look back. That hasn't really happened yet. I don't think so. I'm yeah. I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty clear of that. Cool. Yeah. Just just keep doing your thing. Don't let anybody face yeah. you. Yeah. Just be a nice person. Set okay. an example. Set an example for other people. Okay. Right? All right. You're clearly less interested in my advice than Rebecca's, but that's fine. You have a great night. Good luck. Night. It's so nice to talk to you. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Good luck. Okay. Sorry. My advice. I'm like, and then do the thing. She's like, man, yeah, okay. <laughs> With you, she's like, keep going. With the advice, you can say more. And then I say my thing. She's just kind of like, great. Sure. Yeah, will do. Mike! Yeah. Get in here, dummy. Don't call people dummy. Kids. Mean! Get on the. F- oh boy. Hey, hey, headphones. Where are the headphones? Here, where's my microphone? Everybody got AP Mike. That man came from camp. What's going on, Gary? Hold on. Say it again. What's going on, Gary? Oh, boy. I like it better <laughs> the first way. <laughs> Rebecca! Yes? I oh. want to do voiceover! Oh, no. Yeah. How do I get in the biz? Oh. I can do anything. I mean, keep doing what you're doing, Gary. You, I you've got a lot of your own stuff going on. I am a crystal gem. <laughs> Don't I am Mike? <laughs> He's mean to me. <laughs> he throws stuff at me. Uh-huh. <coughs> and my advice, people gotta learn. Hey, be Mike's headshots. 
They're worthless. <laughs> Don't buy them. They're worthless. The garbage. Get this guy looking at you on your mantle. And you look at that, and you're like, yeah, maybe I needed to rethink my financial strategy in life. Ten dollars. What can I do? I don't draw. I just do voiceover. Hi, it's me, Dorio. We got uh, real excited. We got Santana coming up. We got a rock block coming up. Santana. That was me, not Dorio. What do I do? Get me in the bed. I could be a gem. Steven, look out. <laughs> Run. Let's get out of here. I'll, I'll keep you in mind. Oh, boy, that's the biggest <laughs> brush off I ever heard. <laughs> keep me in mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'll keep you in mind. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was cold. Cold-blooded. Brutal. <laughs> keep me in mind. Mm. Gary, what about this is the show? Gary Universe. Oh my gosh, I'll, I'll completely reformat it to be about Gary the Squirrel. Yeah. Make me the, like the star of it. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be your sidekick. Yeah, I'll be your sidekick. <laughs> my new impression of you. Hey, Dudio. Yeah. What do you think about my new impression of Mike? Yeah, it's me, Mike. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Nothing to say. Nothing to I'm, say. I'm waiting for your, your impressions to get close to me. Get me on a cartoon. <laughs> get me in the booth. Hey, I'm in the booth. All right. I'll do three in a row. Look out! Look out! <laughs> Look out! How's that? Yeah, hey, good. Maybe, hey, Gary, maybe you'd fit better on uh, Curious George. I think you, you could fit in with that cast. With Curious George? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't talk. <laughs> he doesn't. No. <laughs> so you can, you can interpret things for, for, for the people who don't understand what George is saying. I'm just friends with that guy with the hat. The weird hat. And he makes those noises. <laughs> yeah, he's got the low and he's got the high. You know what I'm thinking? You know they got Planet of the Apes? Mm-hmm. Like in the Get Rid of Humans? Right? Mm-hmm. What's the, what should be the next franchise? I figured it out. We could pitch this. Ready? Mm-hmm. Planet of the Horses! Because <laughs> these, these apes are riding horses! Uh-huh. What about the horses fight back? <laughs> and they turn on the apes! I see. Uh-huh. Right? Planet of the Horses! You get it? Because <laughs> they got rid of humans! Yeah. And then... But these horses are like, yay, 
The humans aren't picking on you anymore. You guys sure have no problem riding us. Kicking us. And the horses fight back. And the dramatic scene. When there's a Empire State Building has a horse's face on it. No? I like it. Let's pitch it. Oh, you're going to keep me in mind? <laughs> oh, keep her in mind. That's me. Okay. Is that, is that me? <laughs> All right. No, it's not you. Well, I'm not going to do you. Jerry won't do me. I am a crystal gem. But I am a squirrel. And I'm pretty funny. And I think my sucks. <laughs> so watch the show. Gary Universe. Created by Gary the Squirrel with Rebecca Sugar. and the, But that's, the plot is Planet of the Horses. Yeah. Planet of the Horses. <laughs> what we call Gary Universe. <laughs> is that what we call it? <laughs> I don't even have to be here. <laughs> you can just go back and forth with yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have to be here. Uh-huh. Dude, what do you think? Perfect. Thanks. Well, I think it's perfect. <laughs> I me, Mike. I it's me, Dudio. <laughs> Boy, we we're pretty uh, we're pretty sad, huh? Yeah, we really are. We come here every Tuesday to eat pizza. <laughs> Mama, hey, Dooney, are you on my Where's Billy? Where's Billy where you? Yeah. I like Billy. Billy ain't here. Uh-huh. You know what else I wish wasn't here? Mm-hmm. Who do you think? I don't know. Take a wild <laughs> guess. Take a wild guess. Go, f- give me one guess. Uh, myself. No, me. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Get out. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Gladly. <laughs> Put me in the show. What gem could I be? What gem could you be? Sandstone. Mmm, that's pretty good. Right? Sandstone. Zinc. <laughs> Make me zinc. Maybe. Maybe! <laughs> oh! Message received. <laughs> oh boy, I'm out of here. <clears throat> oh, there he goes. He's not happy with you. Yeah, I finally. Zinc! I get to see him. You don't want to make him zinc? Mm. <laughs> no, right. I can't. I can't say anything about these types. Mm. So, Rebecca, it's time to end the show. Yes. All these people, Mike. Was anybody here? Who? Uh, give me. One, I, I can't keep taking calls all night if people keep calling. I wish I could, but I can't. Uh, Rebecca flew in. She's tired. What's that? All right, you didn't screen these. <laughs> no, I wonder. I just wonder where you were instead of screening these. This is what I'm going to say. Rebecca. Yes. You're the best. 
Oh, no. I don't know how you do it. You've created an entire world on this, on Steven Universe. And it, the, getting to be associated with it, getting to be a part of it, and having all these awesome people who found, who find this show because of Steven Universe is crazy. That blows my mind. I love it. Right? Yeah, people, friends of Tom that heard Greg first. It's, like, it's incredible to me. It's the, it's the, I did not think that path would be a path, but it's a path. Mm. And I'll take it and I try to respect the show and the audience that you bring here with that. And being on the show is the best. So thank you for caring and taking a shot. No one else wants me. I know that's not true. The stock couldn't be lower. I know that's not true. You, you took a shot. You gave me a, 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 a punching chance. Well, I'm, I'm still in the mix. You still haven't recast Greg yet. I'm like, there's no episode Greg's new voice box. <laughs> That'll be the, when that script comes through and I see it says Greg's new voice box, then I'm just like, uh oh, this is not going to be a good one. It'd be like, well, Steven, I need to get my voice box <laughs> replaced. Can you drop me off at the hospital? And then that's the line. It's like, well, I'm going to, I should be out in like an hour. See you in an hour, Steven. And then you're like, uh, yeah, okay, we're, I think, <laughs> I think, I was like, well, there's other Greg lines in this thing. I'm like, yeah, I think we're, I think we're okay. Oh no. That's Greg's new voice box. Please don't send me a script that says Greg's new voice box. But please, I don't have anything else to say. Please. I'm out of segues. Mm-hmm. You're tired. I'm tired. Comic Con is this week. It's very exciting. Yeah. There'll be a Steven Universe panel. I'm hoping to attend. I'll be there. You're on it. I'll be there, of course. (laughs) Look, if I don't act, it's the dance. It's the dance. Mm -hmm. But I truly, seriously have nothing going on. (laughs) This is it. This is the home stretch right now. Please, please don't. Please, I don't want to see an episode... Greg packs his suitcase. That'd be the worst episode, right? Greg's new luggage. (laughs) Greg's creepy luggage. Yeah. Well, here's my new luggage. Oh, I can show you the creepy suitcase, by the way. I would love to see it. Oh, yeah. The John Hodgman makes fun of it. We should open a Best Show Museum and put the Mike's creepy suitcase in it. I'm going to say this, everybody listening. Thank you. And uh, the show will be back next week. The Patreon is doing great. Everybody came through, and we're going to start getting these Friends of Tom cards. They're getting printed, and then we're going to start sending them out to everybody who pledged $10 or more. And that's over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And I want to thank you, Rebecca, for coming down and being a part of the show. It was so awesome to finally have you in, in the building. Thank you for having me. And I'll thank Kim for helping make it happen and thank Dudio and Pat well not Pat and Mike and I'll play a record 
as we go out. And thanks everybody who listened. Here is, we'll do another one from, uh, <clears throat> from Angel Olsen. I like this record a lot. It's the song called Forgiven, Forgotten from the album that came out three years ago, I believe. Called For No Witness. It's on Jag Jaguar. And here we are saying goodnight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>